Hello, sports fans. This is Sellout Sports, and you are hearing correctly. I am Tori Rich, back from COVID, from my third harrowing battle with COVID. Survivor, three-time survivor. Th three times, uh, three for three. Um, not, not like the Bills <laughs> in the 90s, right? Yeah, the, the anti-Bills of the 90s. Um, yeah, very braggable to survive COVID three times in the trifecta. I think, About, I, I think I'm one for one, but I, Lord, I could be like seven for seven. At right? This point. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Right? It's uh, it's it's nebulous, as Michael Scott would say. Um, I don't know, but uh, yeah, and I don't know. I don't even know if the first COVID was COVID. I'm just like 98 percent sure because it was before it was cool. It was before everyone knew about it. I got like the super COVID right around New Year's a couple years ago, like that that strand, like the good shit. I got that one. Anyway, but I'm back. I missed being here, here in the driver's seat of the show. Everybody's back in position, and uh, yeah, I was, I was, was like, the glue guy. You know, no, you held it together. You did, and and uh, and you, you stepped up when needed. You and Parker both did, and uh, and now things are back to normal. You know, um, but I, you guys did a fantastic job. But I got a lot to get off my chest, so uh, let's get to it. Hit the music. So uh, I think right off the top, we got to get to that. I mean, it's, it was a game of the week, Eagles and Bills. It was wild. There's uh, plenty of controversy uh, out of that game. I did grow up an Eagles fan. Social media is all over me for being a homer, even though I constantly pick on the Eagles. Um, so, I mean, dude, there are some morons on like some of them are. are, are there are some gremlins on there. Yeah, yeah. they are, some of them are being intentionally dense, and then I think some of them really are that dumb. Because um, a lot of them are Chiefs fans, and I think they just really think they're right. And it's, you know, I don't hate that quite as much. Being like like blind love in your team is one thing, and I'm kind of cool with that to a certain degree. It's the uh, it's the people that like accused me of not knowing anything about football and then they quote to me the rule completely incorrectly or um it's 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 just mind-blowing i i really did not understand the lack of football education um yeah well, well you know we're a foot we're a sports podcast so we're talking football but this is something i've noticed since i was a kid people are just dumb dude like i i was like nine years old ten years old looking around I'm like how is that guy surviving life <laughs> like you know yeah like, just total lack of well th and that's really what it is right like i guess the, i am appalled by the lack of football knowledge which this is something that you and i have, have talked about since you've known me which is like the casual football fan kind of kind of ruining football because they come in and they want things to cater to them instead of learn the game right but there is kind of an element like you said like it's just like how have you survived this long yeah you know with 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 your general attitude towards people, and granted, that's not the way people act behind a computer screen is not how people act in real life. No, if definitely they, not. If they did, they would lose all their teeth. If they still have them, a lot of the people commenting, I'm not sure that they did, but it's. Um, I see what you did there. It's just an ugly place out there, man. So anyway, like, so I got a lot to get off my chest about the Eagles and the Bills game. The 
officiating was terrible. And I think actually more in favor of the Eagles. Um, you know, down the stretch, there was that, that like Stefan Diggs pass interference should have been called. Didn't end up mattering. Allen scrambled for the first down anyway. Then later that drive, you get the horrible call against the Eagles, the the roughing the passer. And I'm telling you, man, football karma is a real thing. It doesn't usually bite you that fast, but that was a flop. I don't know that if was, it was a flop. It, dude, watch it again. Okay. Like I, I it's it's easy to say, but like here's the thing. Like he didn't really make any contact with his helmet, and then Allen snaps his head back. He snaps his head back after the fact. It was a LeBron overreaction. Okay. Because like, that is a big man coming at him. I know he doesn't get. It's full not that force. big. It was Nicholas Morrow. Like he probably weighs more than Nicholas Morrow. Yeah, he might. They're about the same. Morrow's a cover linebacker, so we're talking same weight. Which is just crazy when you're talking to quarterback. Just yeah, that's what but, I'm saying. Yeah. He's and and he's done this shit before. Like I mean, dude, there was one last year that I think I brought up before that drove me nuts. Freaking, I can't even remember the guy's name because he's a backup defensive back for the Ravens. It's like a third and 15 bills are driving to try and tie the game or, or maybe win the game. And it's a third and 15 and Josh Allen gets a roughing the passer call corner, did everything right. Did everything he was supposed to somehow gets a roughing the passer call, obviously automatic first down, they go down, they kick the winning field goal. I, I believe it was a winning field goal. Because, and, and he did the, he did the Mahomes thing, just like crying for a call. It's like, dude, yeah. you wait, you are 245 pounds of running quarterback. You are a monster. And you're gonna cry for a call, and and I, and I'm just telling you, go back and go back and watch for yourself. I have to watch it a little bit closer. In real time, it didn't seem egregious to me. It was a flop. It would like he sold it, which I am. I'm just really tired of watching guys do it. I'm just I'm really tired of of the sell jobs. Anyway, so to me, that regardless of whether it was a flop or not, again, football karma, the scales kind of balance, right? And so. <laughs> this is another one of those things like you don't even know the rules like i think it's debatable whether it was aj brown fumbled i think it's a fumble i don't think it was i think it is i think it's a fumble i think i think it's two feet on the ground he starts tucking the ball that is your foot that is your move common to the game and then he loses it because it's wet but the ball was already secured in my eyes this is the same. I think it was too quick, but I, there is there is an argument to be made either way, right? And, and I think and I think if the call on the field is fumble, I think we're talking. No, it is it is a, a fumble. It, well, like yeah, if if it was a yeah, the call on the field was going to stay no matter what. Yeah, so I think it, and that it's just one of those ones that's too close. Um, it's funny, Jake and I were actually texting during the game. There was another one where hurts where uh, hurts arm got hit. I think on the game tying drive. And and they they ruled it fumble and then they did a very good job. Give credit where it's due to the officials. They immediately reviewed it and then without any delay, yeah, they're like, nope, incomplete pass. It was an expedited review. It didn't even go over. Right. Yeah, which is so good job. Good on them, right? And and good on them for letting the play play out because what if the fumble gets exactly. returned for a touchdown or yeah, something? Nothing's like that. worse than a blown whistle that you know that didn't need to a, happen. Right, ruins a defensive touchdown. But it is interesting because if they had ruled it fumble on the field on the AJ Brown one. We're, we're, we're talking about the Bills are, you know, seven and five and, you know, right in the middle of the playoff hunt, right? Um, anyway, I think that was a fumble. But also, the uh, everyone lost their mind over this horse collar thing in the first half, which, let me say, intentional grounding was an asinine call. That was ludicrous. Like, there was a running back within, what, five yards? 
Um, yeah, so I think um, a point of emphasis over this next offseason should be defining intentional grounding because that seems like there's the most wiggle room for an official on like a judgment call of what is... I'm sure it's probably in the rulebook, but but what defines the the receiver being too far away? Is it five to six yards? Is it six to eight? And you know, it's it's never a perfect, you know, on the dash, on the hash, you know, with the width of the field as well. But it it does seem like they're, uh, you know, offensive league. But it does seem like they're shrinking intentional grounding more and more this year. I've noticed. Like there, there's been a lot more intentional grounding calls, and I'm like, well, I, I can see where he was trying to go there. You know, but they if still we're gonna do it. one thing that rewards the defensive lineman for getting a quarterback in his clutches, I think we can do that. No, I know, the- and I, that's what I'm saying, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not complaining about that. I just think that uh, somebody it's, that it's tough though, right? Because how do you say it's a hundred percent a judgment call? Now you have to put yourself in Josh Allen's head, which is impossible. Was he just trying to get rid of the ball? With those or decisions, maybe. Tra- or was he trying yeah. to throw it while getting whipped down by a 260-pound defensive end and just the ball just went out wonky, right? Like, it's kind of... Because, like, if you get hit in the motion of throwing, you don't get called for intentional grounding. Right. You know what I mean? Are we going to see another mir- miracle in Minneapolis, right? Uh, yeah, we should probably watch this. The, I don't think we are. We're mid-pitchy, pitchy woo-woo, uh, everybody. I don't think this is... up. Oh, there's nope, the flag. There, it's uh, over. Nobody get hurt. Just uh, step out of bounds and call it a day. I don't know, like... No, nah, it was a forward pass. Yeah, yeah no, and, and once once the flag's thrown, it's like, yeah. Yeah, once the flag's thrown, just give up, right? Dude, okay, can we... Sorry, I gotta interrupt my Bills-Eagles rant to just say, like, I am bummed about the Vikings right now. I was falling in love. I really was. Yeah, that sucks. I do feel, like I, you know, good for uh, Justin Fields. I, I hope... Uh, no, because, like, dude, all this is is giving Bears fans, like, false hope. He is – I'm sorry, man. Like, maybe there was a – when maybe there was a chance to make him the answer. He's not the answer. I don't, I'm holding out hope. You – I don't know. Maybe there's a quarterback guru out there that can fix him because the talent is there. But, like, I mean, that fumble that should have cost him the game, you know what I mean? I, we we didn't see how they got the field goal though. Maybe maybe Fields did a good job getting them in position. I don't know. Yeah, I missed it, but but that fumble with what like three thirty left on the clock that good. was terrible. Not good. He saw the hit coming and just let it get punched out. It's terrible. Like, I think those are fixable things though. I think that's a fixable play. I mean, how long have you been playing football? I mean, like at some point, ball security is a mentality. Yeah, but and, I uh, think I think it's also him realizing that he's trying. He needs to do too much. Um, I so, mean, so maybe you put him in a different situation. Maybe Chicago is not the place for him anymore because of uh, the fact that they've kind of ruined him, whether that be himself or the organization. You know, that's up for debate. But I think that's a very fixable thing. And he knows that his team's not very good, right? So he's trying to make plays and maybe pushes it a little too far. That fumble, not the greatest example of that, again, because the defender's coming right at him and. And tackles him low and, and pops the ball out. But. I don't know, man. I, I I I can see what you're saying about like he feels like he has to do too much, and maybe you, but I, like offensively, I don't think he's surrounded by total garbage either. It, yeah, I mean it's not great. I think it's, it's a I think it's a bad culture, and I just I don't right now. I don't think he's a very good quarterback. I think so, four wins for this for this Bears team is is pretty good. <laughs> I, I do. I don't think it's like. But he has some weapons on offense, though. Like, like I'm not saying it's a bottom third 
but all I'm saying is it's not the worst offense in the league. How sad does this look? Like he's it looks like a club atmosphere. Josh Dobbs walking off the field and they lost. (laughs) Anyway, but no, I get what you're saying. I mean, Cole Komet, love Cole Komet, good tight end, but not he's not somebody like teams are dying to get Cole Komet. DJ Moore. We've had this, you know, conversation. Is he a wide receiver two? Is he a wide receiver one? He's a one and a half. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll meet you in the middle. I'll meet you in the middle with that. I mean, I, I don't know. He had one huge game against the commanders. Like, He's like a big play thread. That's not really what you want for your, like, like he can pop off a big play. No, you want, you want 6'3", 225. You want to be able to move the chains. You, you, you know? want, obviously. You want Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, or A.J. Brown. or yeah, yeah, I mean, I get it. Not that not that A.J. Brown's been. Tyreek Hill became both huge. somehow. He used to just be the big play threat. Now he's both. You know? Yeah, true, true. Um, All right, anyway. Yeah, let's go back to Eagles against Bills and Chiefs. Because, I like, I said this. I, I still think this. The Bills are the best six and six team I've ever seen. Like talent wise. Like, yeah. I, I just, I, I think, yeah. Them in like every chargers team for the last five years. Yeah, right. 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 <laughs> uh, well, and, and yeah. And I, I think when you talk about teams that are underachieving this year, I mean, those are the two biggest yeah. ones, right? Like, I mean, you, you, you probably would have said the Bengals too with, you know, before burrow, but, mm. um, but of course they were turning it around until they lost burrow. Right. So, um, I think on the Eagles and the Bills, going back to the game yesterday, I think the weakness is coaching on both teams. I mean, the Eagles come out, they like, you know, it's it's easy to say because they had just talked about it, but it's cold, it's wet, it's rainy, it's the Eagles don't have Lane Johnson, your all pro right tackle against one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. And so they come out and they throw it three times. <laughs> and three. Jalen Hurts starts <laughs> 0 for 3. It, like, it but just, he didn't even really throw it. He threw it, but he just threw it out well, of bounds. No, but, well, no, he, he, yeah, he had to run for his yeah. life three no, times. No, I know, which is just like, I've never seen that to start a game. I don't care like if you're a good team like the Eagles are, like you know, a Super Bowl contender, or if you're the Detroit Lions that went 0-16. I, don't, I can't recall <laughs> somebody you it, know, on a series it going does. three. You know, I'm just going to chuck well, it especially, the Well, especially throw it away. He really did throw it away three times. He threw too, it away right? three times. Yeah. It wasn't, there wasn't, yeah. I mean... You know, two is like again. I I think that's bad play calling, but I guess give Jalen Hurts some credit for not forcing forcing anything and just throwing the ball away three times. Like, yeah, let's just start over the next drive, right? Yeah, like don't want to don't want to give the other team points right off the gate. Those are those are the things that don't show up in the box score, right? But that being said, the other thing that doesn't show up in the box score, it's funny again. So Jake and I talked about it a little bit more this morning, and he's like. He's like, we've given him a lot of shit, but Nick Sirianni's a good coach, right? And I was like, mm, I'm not ready to go there yet. And then I thought about it, you know what I mean? Like, I just talked to you about this off the air, about people not knowing what the fuck they're talking about, you know, with me being the editor of a newspaper, for instance, and, you know, having criticism for the paper or, you know, it's just like people not knowing the whole story, right? Right. And then so... And then what do I come on here and do? I come on and criticize Nick Sirianni for being an immature asshole. Like, I don't know anything about Nick Sirianni. Like, so, like, people don't know dick about my job, and I don't know dick about yeah, his. Yeah, you see, you see so, snippets. Um, but what, so what do we have to go on is what I'm – What we have to go on my is him yelling at the, yeah. at the Chiefs fans, which I, I love it. Personally. I, I don't. But my impression – and I also base this on, you know, my time playing, right? 
the coach that yells all the time, you tune him out. And the coach that isn't calm isn't generally a good leader. I'm embedded. Like, I'm not embedded into the Eagles like you are. Um, so I see him, you know, every It's now not and really then. an Eagles take, though. It's really like okay, a coach. Okay, but I was just saying in this particular instance, um, he's yelling all the time. I mean, Sirianni. It, it feels like it. Okay. it. It feels like the guy is never calm. He's always quirky and, in press conferences. I know that. Yeah, and, and and actually, like in the press conferences, like Jake and I talked about that too. Like you know, again, a couple of Eagles fans chopping it up, right? And so we're talking about it. it's like like I don't mind him being a little cocky, you know, as long as he's not giving bulletin board material or anything like that. And I don't feel like he's done that. I feel like he's he handles yeah. it fairly well. Um, you know, the feeling like it's first and nine. That's actually kind of a cool quote. Like it's, it's, it's really just that a, gets your team to rally behind it. I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a it, sense of belief. It's and, showing confidence in your team. I, I think I still am afraid it'll somehow be their undoing at some point. And it's not even like um, up for debate. It's a, I mean, it's kind of a fact at this point right now. Yeah. With Jason Kelsey at center though. Like what, I mean, what, it, like what if, what if Kelsey goes down? Yeah, you know if, what I mean? Did he have to shit or something? Is that is that why he had two straight penalties? That was uh, well, two straight penalties, and then left. You saw he went down the tunnel. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and I was like, oh fuck! I think he, Um, I think he almost pooped his pants. uh, You know that that's a valid theory. I didn't even think of that. The uh, the false starts were bad too. That's at home. Like, there's really no excuse at home. Fourth quarter, like, yeah. Was that the was that the field goal or was that there was the field goal drive? Yeah, yeah. like. Cause Jake and I said this, I like, like I'm like, I was texting him and I'm, I'm like, I don't want this game to go overtime because the bills, the, the Eagles defense was tired. Yeah. And I was like, like if the bills get the ball first, they're going to run us over and they're going to go down and score. And of course I was wrong, but like, but they should have, yeah. you know what I mean? The Eagles were gassed at that point. And I don't know. Another big game from Brandon Graham too, who shout out uh, most, games in an eagle 90 right dude I think, uh, or I, think, one, I think 189 was yesterday but man do i love that guy i mean obviously fletcher I mean, cox a, might be second i think with 182 or 183 is that right i dude that's I thought i heard that on the broadcast i don't know how many jason kelsey's at too but like talk about i mean talk about an era that unfortunately yeah. is about to end too yeah. but it's uh, always it's always sad to see yeah but i do love me some brandon graham and uh yeah he had he had a good game and not so to go back to the chiefs game right so just just hammering back home a couple of points that that I talked about. Jawan Taylor sucks. Not good at gave, football right now. Gave up a freaking sack on the first play of the game. Didn't even get his hands on Hassan Reddick because he did that little ghost what's rush up, thing. What's up with and sacks on the first play of the game lately? TJ Watt just got a sack on the first play of the game. Miles Garrett. It's like, dude, <laughs> Hassan Reddick. Miles Garrett and TJ Watt, like you, you game plan for those three players, <laughs> right? right? Like, like, all right, let's not give up a sack on the first play. Of the Literally, game. play one. I would probably like run would, like some sort of trap or power. How demoralized to, do you have to be after you know the the clock's at fourteen fifty five and you're picking a quarterback up, right? <laughs> so that was terrible. But then at the end of the game, who was it? That, so it's fourth and twenty five. I'm talking about the Chiefs game, right? Mm-hmm. So we we got to go back because I was out. I'm sorry, but I have to go back to it. And who was it pushing Jawan Taylor right into Patrick Mahomes' lap to make him throw the ball? Brandon Graham, baby. Like, like where the hell has he been? I don't know if he was on PUP or what. I've like, seen I that did... story before, unfortunately, was... with a different quarterback in the Northeastern I climate. know, I know. Uh, and, uh, dude, why do you think I say I love me some Brandon Graham? But, 
But, dude, think about that. Eagles with a three-man rush and a spy on fourth and 25 when Mahomes is just as dangerous as ever, right, if he had anyone that could catch the ball that night. I don't think his wide receiver core, I think that that's been overblown. I think they're okay. Spying on a fourth and 25. Well, right, because because they were expecting him to step up in the pocket. Yeah. And if he, but, but Brandon Graham pushed Juwan Taylor right into his lap. Go back and watch it. And then... And then even, I mean, honestly, it was pass interference on that play. Like, um, like the DB got there way early, and they just let him play, whatever. But um, I shouldn't say whatever. It really was P.I. He got there way early. But is Are, are we talking the MVS play, the the drop? or um, No, 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 the fourth and 25 oh, okay. to end the game. Oh, yeah, 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 my bad, my bad. When you're, because when it, cause it's Mahomes, you're still like, like mm, they yeah. can still convert this. No, I mean, you know, yeah. and um no, the MVS one. See, I just going back. I Mahomes hasn't been that good this year. Like, is he still the best quarterback in the league? Yeah, because he doesn't have a great receiving core. When you don't have the over the top threat, we, you know, honestly, we need to give credit to Mahomes for last season because he didn't have a great receiving core last year either, other than Kelsey either. And they was just and he won a Super Bowl because he's. Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah, and they and they put a lot on him. And guess what? When he gets paid, when he does, they should put a lot on him. But and he still does have a great connection with Kelsey. The problem this year is Kelsey's slowing down as much. And I and I actually don't. I'm not saying that as a hater. I like Kelsey, but he is slowing down. He's beat up. Yeah. And Rache Rice has impressed, but he's another like he has like six or seven drops this year. He had two last week. I think he had over 100 yards. So he's um, but uh, that was also with Kadarius Tony out and uh, Hardman was out as well. Yeah. Like the two kind of similar. But they he, all, yeah, they're, but they're, had, they're all kind of similar type players. I think he's like they don't have a number one, but he's no. but he can be a legit number two. And he's a rookie. Now, he, he might go into it, but not this year. But the Valdez Scantling drop is funny. I said the same thing, and obviously is just like a fat guy that doesn't you know could never play wide receiver but that is like a harder catch than you think running that fast and i think you know that no it is like, and i i think it was like a weird narrative that everyone was like that is just like i've seen way more egregious drops yeah like don't every, get me wrong you have to catch it no you, you do have, have to, to catch, catch it. it i'm not but, i'm not trying to but yeah i mean and he was oh he was looking over his, it looks like he he didn't know it's where a to tougher, look it's a tougher play than you think that's and, all like and the big thing i think is it's um it's miscommunications on the routes more than it's the dropped passes. The drop passes are something you can go to in the box score. Okay, they have twenty six throughout the year. Yeah, it's the most. But you're not seeing the he's he's going for a post and the receiver's running a a fade like on a cho- choice route and it just seems like they haven't meshed on those on those certain things. Um, which just goes to show you how again how much chemistry. Mahomes and Kelsey have together because they're always, you know, unscripted. They're always in the right spot. And you kind of wonder, like, maybe they've gone off. Like, maybe Mahomes has gotten a little bit too much with the off script. You know, like, you know. But some of these aren't even off script. It's just, um, it seems like they did it a certain way. Like, you know, if uh, I forget who was calling the game, but they're like, you know, facing press coverage here, it's a post. But if you get, if they push you, you know, inside a little bit, you can kind of make that a fade, and that's kind of like industry standard. Mahomes threw the fade to the to the right sideline on this particular play, and I think it might have been MVS went for a post, and it just you know it looks like a terrible pass. And no, I got you. And, and and but at the same time, like I think that 
I just think it's gotten overblown. Like, oh, Mahomes has no help. Like, Mahomes has made bad decisions. Yeah. Also, and the, he's got a hell the, of a running game the, behind him too. Pacheco, the, I mean, right? And, and, and like, so let's not let's not discount that either. Like, Pacheco's a, Pacheco's a player. They we've already talked about. They have a very good interior line, maybe the best in football. Uh, you know, like like overall, you know, pound for pound, better than the Eagles even. So, um, but. There was so much put on that drop by MVS, the other drops, the yeah. the drop by Kelsey, which was a big one also on it a third was. down. That was a big but one. But listen, but then like, you know, right after that, or I think it was Kelsey made the drop on a second down, and then on third down, Mahomes tries to throw out of a sack and almost gets the ball picked off. And and it should have been picked. Like it was a just a bad decision. You know what I mean? Do you know what I'm talking about with, with I, I do. down I think in the flat? I'm trying to think if it was. I think it might have been third down drop, fourth down turnover, but I could be wrong. No, 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 because it was before okay. the Eagles got okay. the ball back. They punted back, gotcha. and then the okay. Chiefs had one more chance. But I, I know exactly but, what you're talking about. Kelsey alligator armed the yeah. the, the one in the flat to the right. Uh, and then, or and out might, to the right, and then, yeah, and then the flat then, to the yeah, left on the like, following play. He tried to yeah. fight out of a sack and made it. The, the one that he gets away with all the time. And it, yeah, it was deflected, I believe, but it just fell to the ground. And and easily could have been picked. Yeah. And then he did throw another. And that's, he that's, made, the, he threw play, another, that's the play that people on social media clip and make fun of uh, Justin Fields for. You know, like yeah. like Justin Fields has interceptions like that, and he's the laughing stock of Twitter for two hours. Yeah. And then you're right. No, you're 100% Justin, right. If Justin Fields throws a red zone interception like Mahomes did, like it's like, Justin Fields Justin is the Herbert. problem. Justin Herbert throws one, right? And it's just like, yeah. okay, like, you know, this is why this guy doesn't win. It's just like, right. well, that's like, why that's why Patrick Mahomes didn't win on that night. You know? Exactly. So, like, like you know, d- don't get me wrong. Like, if, if he had had a little bit more help, cool. Like, there's, there's all you can do ifs all day. But Mahomes hasn't been. He's been very good, but it's, he hasn't been up to the standard that uh me, has me, been built to for him sure yeah he has been up to that standard and again like he's getting paid like it so the thing you know like there were like me after that week there were all those memes like because they were seven and three after a loss right and it's like it's literally a drop pass is the difference between seven and three and ten and ten and oh it's like really because if MVS catches that ball, the Eagles still have two minutes to go down and score. Like, don't act like the game is over yeah. if he makes that catch. People really like to rewrite history. Yeah. Like that one, the Broncos game, he played absolutely horrible. So, like, really, you're gonna you're gonna put one drop by Sky Moore on, you know, for the and what was the other drop the the it, qu- it, is, it is funny because like they've gone through cycles of like Kadarius Tony week. You know, first night of oh, that the was the season. One. Yeah, no, and that and that they blamed that one. They they said basically that the narrative was yeah that they would have beat the Lions without that play. It's like yeah, that play hurt. I don't know how many primetime games they've had, but it, it feels like every primetime game they've had, they've had somebody like one wide receiver being just blamed for the loss because yeah. of drops. And yes, drops definitely hurt, but like I told Parker, I think uh, you know this, these guys get paid a lot of money. I don't think. I think they'll start catching the ball a little bit more. I really do. I think, I don't know, we're in, you know, we're deep into the season now. I'm more concerned about the miscommunication on routes than I am about drop passes. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a valid point. I, and I, you know, the drops might continue, but, you know, yeah, like, like at this point of the season, you kind of expect to see that stuff ironed out. And so you, you make a good point. Um, <sighs> 
go go on one more thing back to that Eagles and Chiefs games. You knew I had to I had to say my piece about it. That roughing the passer call on Fletcher Cox is a fucking travesty. That was ridiculous. Yeah, that there one. Was, I'm I'm with you on that one. No way, dude. There's no way. And I, and and I got a bunch of rules experts. And oh, and then and then they tell me the rules expert on the broadcast even said, like, oh yeah, because they get it right all the time. Shut the fuck up. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? That is physics. When a 300 plus pound man runs into a 225 pound man at full speed, that's what fucking happens. You're an idiot. Welcome, he, welcome back, Tori. I missed you. The, the rule literally says if he doesn't finish his second step, which he did not, he did not finish his second step. The helmet contact was initially to Mahomes' shoulder, and then it went up and glanced his helmet. Listen, man. Football, we, we talk about water finds its level all the time, right? Like stasis, homeostasis, nature loves balance, right? There is a fucking price for everything you do. If yeah, you st- if you're going to step up in the... Yeah. If you stack up against the run, you're vulnerable to the pass. If you sit back, you're vulnerable to the run. If you step up in the fucking pocket where there are 300-pound defensive yeah, linemen, you gotta you're going to get knocked get the fuck around. And then, dude, he literally was throwing his hands up before he even hit the ground. I, know, I hate that you've um, – I, I feel like I, – I hope that I would be smart enough to eventually realize it on my own, but I hate that you've pointed that out to me because it infuriates me so, so much. It's disgusting. Dude, it's football. Like, that, like I, I sort of expect – Tom Brady's getting a lot of shit for talking about, you know, because he is – Oh, thank, thank you he, for bringing that up. He is, thank he you. is kind of being a little bit of, like, the old man that's not in football anymore. Like, like I can see that. I can, I can see that narrative. But with what he's saying, it actually holds weight to it. He's talking about not passing in the middle of the field because Ray Lewis is there, and he doesn't want Wes Welker to get decapitated. Dude, who was who was the exact person I said to you? I, yeah, I said, Ray Lewis, yeah. I said it's disgusting that guys like Pat Tillman, Ray Lewis, John Lynch, like Tom Brady almost said it verbatim, those guys don't have a place in the league anymore. That's And that's disgusting. There's no fucking way Ray Lewis shouldn't have a job in today's NFL. If you had a clone of Ray Lewis, no way. No, I agree. That's absolutely ridiculous. Tom Brady for fucking commissioner. Seriously, like fucking fire Goodell. Yeah, please today. don't, please don't go political because I feel like you might, and uh, I don't want that. So yeah, go commissioner. Oh, you talk, you talking about Brady? I know, right, dude? I, I like it's almost like he's, he's like he's kissing he's babies, t- right? Right? Does it, it like is it is does he mean this shit and he like wants to make football great again or is he like? I want to make America great again. I think again. he wants and, to make uh, uh, God, probably like California great again or something. Yeah, because it's to start. Right, right, right. It's 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 terrifying to me because like because right now I love him. Yeah. For for him to come out and say that as a quarterback who played in an era where he got the shit knocked out. And of let's him. get ahead of the uh, the um, the trolls with this one. Exactly, you just said it. He got he played in an era where he actually got the shit kicked out of him. Like if you haven't seen the like he almost. I, I one one play just uh, keeps playing in my head as I'm talking about this. He's rolling out to the right. He he runs and he he almost gets his head knocked off. And yeah. He just jumps right up and that was kind of, you know that's 2003 football. That's what happened. And everyone talks about Brady getting the calls and and all that. In the last few years, yeah, he did. You know, dude, but I'm he not- was a quarterback with the rules being changed. He he survived in that he survived in three different eras, dude. And he Mahomes gets the calls too. And so here's what I don't get about it, right? Like like I'm not a Patriots fan. I didn't grow up a Patriots fan. Yeah, I hated Brady while he played. Sure. Very, you know what I mean? I never saw him as this guy. 
like like Mahomes. He did now, start to bitch for calls towards the end, but, sure, but, but that's also, competitive. And people complain. See, again, we talked about this. People's people are like, like the Chiefs always get the calls. The Chiefs always get the calls. It's like, dude, like Jason Kelsey was right when he said it. It's like Mahomes knows how to get those calls, just like Brady did. Yeah, that's that's part of what that's part of the Mahomes genius. I hate it. But, yeah, you know he. I mean, yeah, he talked about it earlier this year. He's like, yeah, you know, it was a defensive holding that ended the game essentially because they got a first down. Yeah, he, he just threw it out of bounds. He's like, yeah, you know, I saw it and I saw the ref starting to maybe tug. You know, because refs do that. They sometimes they'll hold it, and uh, so he's like, I just threw it over there, put the pressure on him, and he threw the flag, and game was over. I mean, yeah, that's a smart thing to do. The Jets game. Jets game. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, uh, on uh, Sauce. Yes. Yeah. Um. So anyway, just the. But going back to the, 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 the mentality of people, and, and I, I noticed it was a lot of Chiefs fans, but it wasn't all Chiefs fans. And just people like come on and they just want to hate. They hate so much. Yeah, the Chiefs like, are decisive these days. Um, well, very polarized. Yeah. Yeah. And, but to come on there, to come on there and tell me that that is clearly roughing the passer, listen, no, no man, it's a judgment call. But with two minutes left in the game, you don't fucking call it. You just don't. No, you don't. And you and you don't call it because Patrick Mahomes throws his hands up and cries. And I'm not saying it because it's a uh, um, two minutes left. I don't call that at any point. I don't think in the game really. I, I mean, am I? Gonna- I? I'm not one that will say hold it in in the final two to five minutes. Uh, they were talking about that with um, with the Alabama. We'll get to the Alabama game later. People are talking about like, oh, like the Alabama wide receiver might have pushed off. Like, but you're not going to call that there. So well, if he clearly pushes off, that like that changes the outcome of the game. They lost, and now they won. I just think the threshold changes a little bit. That's all. But um, spe- but you know what? Like holding is a little bit more uh, tangible and concrete, I guess. Whereas, but I, you know, I'm sorry, I wouldn't have called the one on Bradbury. I still don't think the Eagles should have won the Super Bowl. Let's let's be clear about that. Miles Sanders fumbled, just like I think AJ Brown fumbled. Um, but that being said. You don't call that one on Bradbury to end the game. It's just like it's like why why that one that one no I I'll agree with you there. I think it has to be egregious and like there's a narrative that uh, refs should hold flags in for an egregious play because it's this amazing play. It's like well no you're you're breaking the rules. Like if it's a tic tac if it's close you know that's what I mean and th- that's why like illegal contact drives me nuts mm-hmm. and they like illegal contact at the end of a game like. Dude, just stop. Like, yeah, but we also can't get to the point where a receiver can throw a DB down and catch the game-winning touchdown. Right. Not saying that happened no, this no, no, weekend, uh, but no, I'm no, just no. saying. Uh, exactly. But I mean, like, yeah. but oh, it's such a great play. Look, it's going to be the top play on Sports Center so, top ten. Okay, but so like a couple years ago is a great example, right? So it was T. Higgins that that basically face masked J- Jalen Ramsey to the ground, caught yeah. the touchdown. So like they didn't call anything the whole fucking game, and then Logan Wilson lays a hand on Cooper Cup in a game-altering situation with two minutes. So it's like it's also a consistency thing. Oh, right? it 100% is. That's, so, that's, the biggest, that's the biggest barrier. That it's you like, have how, to, how are they calling it tonight? You yeah, know there's I mean? nothing worse than being refed one way for 58 minutes and then the last right. two, it's, it's something completely different. So, uh, you, know, we, we've, you know, we've talked it to death. Everybody knows how I feel about roughing the passer. Everyone knows how I feel about Patrick Mahomes. But I had to get that off my chest. That one was – if the Eagles lost that game because of that – 
again, if anybody lost that game because of that, I would have lost my mind. Yeah. Like the Chiefs fans are hilarious because then I, I brought up the how did you feel last year when Chris Chris Jones got called for roughing the passer when he recovered a fucking fumble? Like, that's different. He would you know, that turned David Carr into a defender. Like, no, it's not different. He landed on the quarterback. That's the rule. But you don't fucking call it. Just don't fucking call it. Yeah. It was a game altering play. Don't fucking call it. Derek nope. Carr. I thought we were past this, but I mean, it's just like it's just it's just pointing out the hypocrisy in people because people call me a homer and I'm not. I don't give it. Like I, I keep rooting for the Eagles. I wish the Eagles lost yesterday. I feel like they need. Damn it! I just needed to come. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I rooted for the Patriots to lose, and they <laughs> <laughs> they we'll gave get, me what I wanted. We can get to that in a second. Um, tell you like so again. I'm bummed out that the Vikings lost. They were kind of like a like a dark. See, here's the thing. I realized right is. Your to go basketball just for a second. We need to stick to football for the most part of this show, I think. But with the Vikings, right? I see. I needed kind of a hipster team. You yeah. know what I mean? But with the Pistons, there was no chance of me being like, "Hey, look how smart I am." Yeah, they're you actually I mean? in a battle. I, not too much basketball talk. I won't. I won't do it. Yeah, yeah, on the yeah. episode back. But there was a battle for last place. I think the Pistons lost to the Wizards. So now haven't they actually, lost like thirteen in a row? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, so you. So this is why I can't root for them because it was early they, in the losing streak when I, the, when I asked, I, I know, I know, I know. Um, but like, there's no fun in that for me because I want to be like, like, I just want the chance to be like, Hey, look how much smarter I am than all of you. That's so fair. like, so if I, if I root for the thunder who are a dark horse candidate, but it's, be, it's being a basketball hipster. Well, that's why like you guys are like, you, you can't root for the heat. Cause that's like, that's like a trendy pick already. Like you're not cool. If you well, for the okay. Heat. So just, I don't want to, you know, break your heart here, but the, the thunder are the sexy underdog, just so it's known. Okay. But they're still an underdog. Yeah. Um, and I don't see, and here's the problem. I'm a, I'm a little bit afraid that there's a curse between the Vikings. Cause I, as soon as I was on the Vikings, Josh Dobbs bandwagon, everything went horrible. Maybe it's a curse then, on Josh's. Um, well, wait, what's Oklahoma it? city. Yeah. Not good. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. So yeah. Good point. Well, and that's, that's kind of what I'm saying is so like literally you sell me on the thunder and now we have sexual assault allegations or, or statutory Allegate underage, yeah, underage allegations, allegations for sure. Uh, maybe a video of, of her out in the bar. Who knows? You know, who knows? <sighs> so, uh, social media is a weird place, it's this, hard to unpack. This makes it a tough team to root for right now, man. I'm just saying, you should go, like, uh, <laughs> you should go to the, the San Antonio Spurs really quick. So, uh, they got a coach that I think so, you would appreciate, uh, <laughs> Greg Popovich. He's been around for a little bit. Uh, he did he's, something he's pretty the interesting in the NBA, yeah, and he's uh. Yeah, and he, and he he loves his former players as yeah, much as yeah. his... <laughs> he uh, he believes in player empowerment apparently because uh, yeah Kawhi at the line okay, in San Antonio and uh, he just grabs the mic he says hey guys stop booing we're not this, this is... type of we're not these type of people San Antonians are good people we don't boo the opposition it's like no that's what you do and then and then they booed harder yeah they booed harder <laughs> it's literally. If you if you wrote a formula for how to make people boo harder it's tell people stop do booing. you think he did that right. on purpose. I you know I don't know. Pops is not a dumb guy, but is he, but is he going senile? Is he the might question. Be. I think. Like, and honestly, the the Bilicic, um the the senility part might be a legit comparison. But honestly, they're nothing alike. He's very player empowerment, and but they're just both old school. I guess yeah. to a certain they're they're not old school with how they deal with players, but they're you know they're both like throwing it back to the old school. With yeah, the way grandpa the game. age. Uh, yeah, 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 you know. Um, 
Yeah, can, you, can you imagine Belichick to stop booing my players? <laughs> he, he boos his own players. He, he goes to he goes to midfield, just grabs a microphone. Yeah, uh, barely even know what Belichick's voice sounds like. That's how little he talks. Oh yeah, we we we're on to Cincinnati. We do what we had to do. We're on to uh, losing to the next opponent. Uh, we're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So uh, okay, all right. Yeah. So. The Panthers fired Frank Reich. He becomes the sixth coach to not even uh, – I think I saw that. He was the sixth NFL head coach to not even finish his first season. And, uh, man, how bad do things have to be – I mean, you're six games away. Like, they, they just know. He's like, yep, yeah, you're not the guy. And six must be the magic number here because uh, the Panthers' new owner is on, their, on his sixth head coach since 2018. Dude, that, that's, that's pretty bad. Do do you think do you think that would motivate you like no like no I I can't no that but is the, not a good working there's no faith in you the moment something happens and I, okay that's hey, a little you, bit of a stretch but one in you know you're one in ten but I mean come on now I can now I can make a movie reference Friday Night Lights right yeah the guy just made the fucking Texas State Championship <laughs> like we'll we'll beat him. <laughs> Like, go beat those 21-year-olds from Dallas Carter. <laughs> those fucking cheaters. Yeah. Go, go beat them or you're fired, maybe. <laughs> Jesus yeah, seriously. Christ. It's just like, yeah, I mean, we're we're not rooting for uh, mediocrity, or well, at least not one of us. I, you know, I'm rooting for the Pistons. But, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, what did you expect out of him in this year? And, yes, the narrative is, and it's I think it's an accurate one, C.J. Stroud is doing better than, you know, than Bryce Young, obviously, but we talked about the O-line. Uh, C.J. Stroud is a magician in the pocket. He doesn't care. Talk about pocket presence. He has that. In Are we, see, here's the funny thing. Are we even 100% sure that, Fra- that Frank Reich or that Bryce Young was Frank Reich's pick? Well, that's the thing. You know well, what he's I mean? a quarterback like, maybe whisperer, he's, though, maybe he's, you know? Well, well may, but maybe he's in the room every day just talking shit like, should have taken CJ yeah. Stroud. <laughs> you know, so they're like, you know what? Fuck you. Get, get out of here. He's got six <laughs> inches <laughs> taller, 60 more pounds, and actually throw the ball downfield. <laughs> I mean, I'm just having fun here. You know, I'm sure they took the guy that their new coach wanted, but you never know, right? I mean, like, some teams are dysfunctional like that. And, and some this teams owner are, appears, appears to be that way because he, he's on the sixth coach, and he also owns the Charlotte FC or whatever they are in the MLS, and they're about to be on their third coach in two years. There, what the fuck is that FC stuff? MLS is stupid. Football club. Like, yeah, no, I know what it is. It's just dumb. Like, just have a name. Like, this is America. So you want to do that shit over in England? Whatever. But. This is America. Um, yeah, man. I don't know who wants to go there. Uh, the I can tell you one person that doesn't is the Eagles' offensive coordinator, right? Was, or uh, or the the Lions' offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, right? Oh, did he? Why? What well, last it? year he he they wanted him and he didn't go, and now he's the top pick again. Gotcha, it's just like, gotcha. oh, what, what's going to change here? You fired the coach after eleven games. Why would I want to go now? So I want to give credit to, uh, ah, damn it, I can't remember his name. I think JT the Brick on uh, Mad Dog Sports on my way over here. He had a kind of funny conspiracy theory where it was like this could be Lincoln Riley's way into a head coaching job in the NFL, which would be. I mean, would be a horrible decision. He, he's not even a good college coach, right? But <laughs> if if a team, if the Panthers end up with the number one pick, which, you know, obviously they're in. Quarterback, coach. Because Bryce Young, 
I mean, even even yeah. number one overall picks contracts are tradable. You know what I mean? They, it is possible, and and they're giving up on guys quicker and quicker. They, you right? think they're going to give up on Bryce Young after one year? I think it's possible. They dude, do. dude, if you if you fired the coach after eleven games, yeah, I, I think it's. I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Damn. I mean, especially if you have the number one pick, because they're going to be sucks like, they're going like, to be like, we can't fuck this up, right? It, it just sucks. Well, they don't have the number one pick. What? Oh, dude, you're holy shit! I didn't even think of that. No, yeah. they don't. <laughs> they're fucked. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think. I forgot they didn't have the picks. So the Bears I, he, do. His his point is probably QB whisperer. You know, Kyler Murray, Caleb Williams, you know, Baker, all these. So that's probably his point. And well, oh, I can fix him. I can fix him. Yeah. And, well, and his point is that it would. Um, you know, if Caleb Williams wants his his coach that recruited him, Lincoln Riley, yeah, to come with him to the NFL, Lincoln Riley might actually have some leverage. Maybe even for maybe just for an offensive coordinator position, right? But I think I think you get what you deserve, if you, <laughs> especially as a head coach. But maybe as an offensive coordinator, but probably not, right? Yeah, I, like, I'm, I'm out on. No, me too. Um, me too. Yeah. I'm, honestly, I'm out on both of these quarterbacks, but we'll get to that. Um, so. I don't know, man. The weather's nice in Carolina, I guess. I mean, like, you look at the other, you know, potential head coaching jobs, Chicago, for instance. You don't want to go to Chicago. You don't want to go to... I'd rather go to Chicago than Carolina. Uh, given the ownership situation, I'm, I'm just trying to make the case. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Maybe a nice Jesus little cushy man. job in I mean, I Los guess, Angeles. Uh, oh, L.A. sucks. Yeah, but you don't have fans that want you to be fired, so you're good. Again, I, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't the, thrive in that kind of environment. I don't so know. Like if the low, Panthers have fans that want to be fired. I think it's just the owner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's not like it's a great fan base for any of them. But dude, you couldn't pay me enough to live in L.A. Okay, you could, but I need like I need like helicopter money because I'll be like homicidal just from the traffic. Yeah, you, yeah. Have you, you been to L.A.? No. Oh, dude, fuck L.A. San Diego's cool, though. I'm sure the traffic there is horrendous now too, but. Because um, Casey said even in Vegas, it's uh, the traffic is horrible. And it's it wasn't weird. that bad when we lived there. It's but. weird. L- living in Phoenix for a little bit, I thought the traffic would be bad considering it's one of the you know most populated cities in the country. But it's really not. I bet it is now, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I was out there a few months ago. That's true. That's true. Um, but, I mean, everybody's mass exodus from California lately. Yeah. So, like, Vegas is, Vegas is developing, too. Like, they just keep building out there. That's part of the problem. But... Um, keep getting F1 races and shit like that. Actually, I mean, like what jobs, what, uh, like, are, you know, you know, an interesting one. Okay. So first of all, Brandon Staley, he's got to be out of a job by the end of the year, right? Dude, Unless they win out and show a, something. He's a defensive guy and his defense stinks. They, I mean, they didn't Cleo play Mack. that. Actually, they didn't play that badly last night. Okay. So last, I'm, I'm not talking, last but, night. but in general, but I'm in just general, talking in yeah. general. And I mean, Cleo Max had a resurgence, but where did where was he? Like, why was he quiet for? Was he hurt? No, Other than, no, no, no. He had like his, he had like a six sack game. Or yeah, something. it was zero 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 six zero zero zero. Yeah, so like um, that that was Cleo Max sack, sack sack totals. But um, no, I mean, I mean, again, we already talked about it. Like teams that have underperformed. I mean, potential gets f- coaches fired. That's what potential is good for. And yeah, some, and. The Bills and the Chargers. I mean, can you can you think of another team that you feel like is disappointed more than those two? Yeah, and for the Bills, I mean, well, both of them. It's been continuous. It's been three plus years now. Um, the Bills were Super Bowl favorites last year or two years ago. I can't. 
or, you know, favorites in, in the... They definitely were last year. In yeah. the eyes of, yeah. of fans. You know, they were everyone's pick, and, man, it just hasn't gone well. Um, and I and I do put a lot of that on McDermott. I mean, they've done better running the ball of yeah, late. Yeah, Cook was involved this week. Um, but I just, you know, I, I don't know. I, again, like, you know, everybody got on the bills for giving up a really soft third and four on uh on that eagles game winning drive too um or the game winning drive or the or the field goal drive i can't remember which but they gave up a really soft easy completion on third and four and it was like like where the hell i, I think i think smith got it Devonte caught okay. it and i can't remember which drive it was right yeah, now. yeah i'm not um but I'm it was just for me but it was just like what like what was the coverage on that play it's right. crazy you know um but i don't know so like we're talking like you know, desirable jobs. Um, you know, again, if you're if you're into nice weather, maybe maybe that's one. I I don't know. I mean, who you know who who else is on the hot seat right now? You know, like if we go down the list, right? It's uh, is it Bill Belichick? I think Bill. You know, we've talked about Belichick being on the hot seat, and I don't think that's inaccurate at all. I think he's doing a good job of cooling the seat by continuing to lose in an odd way. <laughs> I mean, he you know. He just got an extension, but like, here's the thing: if you do end up with, you know, a chance at, let's say they want it to be Caleb Williams or Drake May, and I, I don't think it should be, but don't make me jump through this window over here. <laughs> or at uh, least well, for Caleb Williams, I, Drake May, I, I'm okay with, but no, no Caleb Williams. Dude, if here's the thing: if you have a laundry, you're list. not you're not bringing if if it's a quarterback, right? Like. Honestly, it could be Bill Belichick probably actually wants to win games because Oh, he definitely he, does. Well, no, what I mean the reason is to keep his job. If he wants to keep his job, he doesn't want the first or the second pick. Because if, he, if it's the first or the second pick and you're Robert Kraft and you and you put another quarterback under Bill Belichick and that shit show on offense, you get what you deserve, man. Like if if they have the 6th pick and he can take the best tackle, the best corner, whatever the fuck best best edge rusher right and belichick can take that guy he might get another year right and i don't think that would be i think he should be fired either way i think they should move on but they should cut bait but if it's a quarterback i feel like he's got to be out because regard maybe mac jones was never going to be the guy but he might have been Kirk cousins right he might have been mendoza line quarterback maybe he he might have been. Uh, I don't think he, he might have been sixteen be out of thirty-two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe. I mean, really, Kirk really, Cousins he, is higher up there for me, but I know he's not for you. He's he's more like, yeah, we're picking that straws here. We don't need to get into that, but um, mixing metaphors, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's late, man. Um, haven't done this in a while. I'm a little rusty. Sorry. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I I believed in Max, so I don't I don't want to go too far, but I was I was very wrong. But anyway, we we you know we're gonna have plenty of time to talk about the Patriots' future, I'm sure, and the legacy of Bill Belichick. But let me give you another uh, warm weather team. What about the Titans? You think Vrabel could be out? What do they have there? Like, what were their expectations? I feel like they're a gritty team that's always kind of somewhat in contention. And I mean, well, they were. Did they host a? No, they didn't host an AFC championship. No, but they were in an AFC championship like two years ago, right? Mm, two, three years ago? No, I think should have been sacked Joe Burrow nine times and lost. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, are there high expectations there? 
with an aging Derrick Henry and you roll out Ryan Tannehill for another year? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, Vrabel's only really had one guy at quarterback, right? I just hope they don't think Levis is the guy because I don't. You know I what I mean? He's, I think he's doing okay. He's doing okay, but he's not. I mean, Tannehill did okay, too. You, I think know, he, you, I think you he's need a, more than okay. Yeah, I think he's an improvement from Tannehill. I don't know. Well, it, if if they want if they want to set up Vrabel to su- succeed, then they probably need to find the next guy, not Will Levis. But um, Ron Rivera, right? Yeah. So well, he's just he's, he's on gotta, borrowed time. He's got to be out. What about Dable? I wonder if Dable's out. Yeah, I mean, you're not you're not going to give up on Daniel Jones, right? And I think uh, they're not. Not after one year and giving him all that money, I don't think. I don't know, man. And there needs to be a scapegoat, right? So then that that goes to Dable. I would I'd like to see Dable given another year. I mean, he he did so well year one. It, it, it that one is one of the more perplexing ones for me. Like the the just the meteoric drop, right? Like it it is uh, it is a little weird how far off the Giants fell. Um, some guys are just offensive coordinators though, and I don't know if that's him or what. Like. I'm not. I'm not ready to say that yet. No, I don't. His quarterback I don't, got hurt somewhat early. wasn't looking great before. Don't get me wrong, but I, I'm, so I'm actually kind of bringing this all up for a reason, right? So you know, Eberflus definitely got to be out, right? Um, you know, just going through it quickly. You know, um, you know, Bowles might be out in Tampa, depending on how the rest of the season goes. Could be. Um, I mean, they could win the division at eight and nine, and he Any, could still anybody be fired. in the, anybody in that division could be fired, really. Um. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully not the Panthers interim coach. But, <laughs> no, uh, you never um, know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. I mean, I wouldn't say Arthur Smith's 100% safe either. People uh, were calling for his job a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> Gannon with the Cardinals. I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyway, the, the reason I bring this up, though, is there's a uh, there's kind of a counterpoint to all this, like, we want immediate results from our coach and quarterback. And it's interesting to me because we were we were pretty tough on uh, Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, right? And it's not like it's pretty. They're winning with defense. Um, but Wilson is not losing them the games anymore. Yeah, I think we both said Russ hasn't been bad this year. No, we and we did. Say, like I said, the, the really the but game I said it was after the Dolphins game, the absolute embarrassment. I was like, the Broncos are not this bad. Right. And then they continue to be bad for a couple more weeks, but, but it's true. Like, like the Bronx, we never, you know, losing to the jets was actually probably the low point, right? Like, um, especially with how they've looked lately. Jeez. Um, but yeah, man, it's their defense is what really confuses me. And I don't want to discredit Russ and, and Sean Payton and their, you know, their tiffs that they went through, early in the year and you know Sean Payton just calling him out in the media uh because that was all you know that was fun to talk about it was a real thing um but their defense just started to play well again like they they were a good defense a couple years ago then they were terrible they give up 70 and then they kind of find themselves I I really don't understand it what did Russ do this last game against the Browns not uh well the Browns but it is the no like there is kind of a it's there the is Browns. kind of a the Browns don't count for quarterbacks. No, yeah, that's how good they are. 
It's like the USC defense in, and the, I, in and the opposite I, way. True, true. Um, and I'll give you credit for that, actually, because I was uh, well, I was giving Brock Purdy shit, you know, for not. But really, like everybody they play gets, you know, yeah. it just knocks 100 yards what, off their And total. that's without Denzel Ward this week, too. So maybe it's a little more, there's a little more validity there. But uh, I think it's just, I mean, they their DBs are insane, and then Miles Garrett's putting pressure on. Like, uh, <laughs> pretty good, pretty good formula right there. Yeah, and if, I mean, if they just like if they just stick with the running game a little bit too. But yeah, Cortland Sutton's starting to flash, starting to look a little bit more like an elite so wide good. receiver. So good, um, one of the best contested catchers in the in the league. You know, it's funny in the Vikings game though. I uh, who was the corner Blackman. He mistimed his jump. He easily, he definitely could have broken up that ball. It was again as somebody who was rooting for the Vikings. I was like, "Damn it!" And I, I actually wanted to talk to you about Cortland Sutton, and you know, obviously had the game-winning catch. What I appreciate—he's been one of my favorite receivers for a while. What I appreciate most about him is every catch that he makes. That's a highlight catch. Doesn't he's not making it to make it a highlight catch. It's what he needs to do to catch that ball. Because yeah. there's receivers that will one, go up one-handed, one-handed for no and then they drop it yeah. right. He's not that guy. He's he's making the right play. I actually thought the the don't get me wrong, that going up for the touchdown was obviously an awesome catch. But the uh the one to keep the drive going. Yeah, no, on the one handed one. The one hander. No, that's was, exactly what I, yeah. that's what's playing in my mind right now. Yeah. Like he had to if he goes up with two, I don't like or not goes up, but well, if he, he goes was, down no, he with was two. getting held too. They they, even, oh, right, they right, threw right. the flag for a whole Yeah, yeah, that. right. Um it's just yeah, he's He's amazing. He, he was t- just unstoppable on that drive. Yeah. Um, Got to find ways to get him more involved. I mean, is he is he a great route runner? Or is he or is he more of a George Pickens? Like, no, he's not a George a- Pickens. He can run routes. I don't think great is probably like he's inadequate, um, which is, you know, he's a, he's a very high level route runner. But at the NFL, um, you know, there are better ones. But he has a big body. I think he's six, four. So he uses that well, too. Yeah. Um, if he and Russ start, you know, connecting a little bit more. Anyway, I, I wanted to come back to them because there's a lesson there, right? Like, it looked really bad in Denver. And, you know, them fighting on the sidelines. And we said at the time, it was like, okay, don't make too much of it, but it looks kind of bad, right? Yeah. And it was kind of a situation where we're like, I'm not sure we've seen this where, like, the coach has gotten paid big, has a lot of money left on his contract. The quarterback has a ton of lo- money that would be dead money if they traded him or cut him. Yeah. That's and, what happens when you have Walmart dollars as an owner. <laughs> yeah, right. But but at the same time, like, the owner's not going to get rid of them. And right. so, like, was there a conversation where it was like, you two fuckers need to sit down and figure this out because <laughs> I'm not getting rid of either <laughs> one of you. And, it, like, and I just, I kind of wonder if that's what happened. Did they did they actually they bring noogie, in? They noogied each other into uh, relevancy. Did, did they bring in Dr. Phil? I don't know. Like, like how did this get resolved? Because... I don't know, and and maybe things just work themselves out out over time. But it is kind of a funny narrative, but it you know. But at the same time, there's also a lesson there for continuity. Because again, to bring it full circle back to half an hour ago when we started talking about the Panthers, he's like you. I mean, again, the Steelers. I have lost some faith in Tomlin as a coach overall, but the continuity has been good for the organization, right? Andy Reid with the Eagles for years and years. That continuity, even though eventually he got he got shown the door, they had continuity in the organization. When you when you keep a revolving door going, obviously the Patriots have, I think they've gotten a little bit too much continuity, right? You know, maybe it's actually time for a fresh voice. But 
you, people are just so quick to give up on everything. Like, yeah. Everybody's getting fucking it's divorced these days. It's like, an immediate results. Uh, yeah, and you're right. It's not just sports. No, people everything. just give up on things that aren't giving them the result they want quickly. And Instant uh, gratification, right? Like, yeah. That's, that's the world we live in. Which, I don't know, man. It sucks because I feel like that actually plays to more of the uh, young quarterback guru head coach instead of like the savvy guy with some experience, like the guy that can stay the course for five or six years and build a program. Instead, like you just have to, yeah, you, you just have to trade away your entire team, like the Rams. And, 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 and not that I'm not that I'm hating on it, but I feel like that's what, yeah, that's I mean, what owners want you to do now. And I don't, you know what it, it sounds exactly like to me is like Mike Vrabel, you know, there's not going to be a lot more Mike, Rables because he's kind of built a culture in Tennessee and you know yeah it's not going well this year and maybe he is on the hot seat but I hope he gets more time too though I like Rabel, no me too know? um but it's just like yeah you're right I mean the the sexy you know 34 year old offensive coordinator that's younger than his quarterback is is where the everything's going yeah and I don't know, man. Like, obviously, I, I think there is, like, an age limit, you know, where you kind of start to – you're not quite as sharp and you can't do the 18-hour days anymore. You know, Belichick, right? But um, I don't know. I just think, yeah, it's – it's uh, there's just something to be said for stick with – you know, let a guy have a bad year or two. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, maybe Frank Reich was, like, just clearly not the guy for certain reasons or whatever, but – it also, it also seems hard to believe, right? Unless he just really didn't want to be there. I, 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 don't, I don't think he was the guy, and that's nothing. I don't. No, he might be one of those. He's an offensive coordinator, right? Like maybe that's what he needs to be. But because there were the the end of, he's the first person to get fired in back to back years as head coach. By the way, too fun little nugget <laughs> for you. Mm. Um, the end of the indie regime got really ugly. I mean, they have like what five players suspended for gambling. Um, one of them bet against his own team, you know, yeah. uh, not great. Uh, people were, um, you know, Mac, Pat McAfee's tied into that locker room still. And he, he hears, uh, he heard that people were showing up late to meetings and just nothing was happening. There was no kind of accountability last year. Um, so it seems like a weird guy to bring on for the number one pick and to build the culture right? like Steve Wilkes was, you know, he was right there. He, he was the interim last year because the owner fired somebody last year too. And, uh, he and if I the, remember correctly, like did the Panthers kind of like, they, they, caught they went fire like four, a little bit. They, like, they went like four and four in their final eight or something. Yeah, they they finished I, with like, that was why I felt like the arrow was kind of pointing up. We talk about culture a lot. Right. And like, I don't know, man, maybe you're right. Maybe Frank Reich can't be the guy. Like there's kind of evidence there. Right. Yeah. But uh blessing in disguise for, Steve Wilkes, he's now the defensive coordinator in San Francisco. Yeah, and worked out for him, right? Yeah. Um, and he'll probably get a good head coaching job somewhere else soon. So hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, a little less toxic environment, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so speaking of toxic, Steelers wide receivers, dude, what the fuck is in the water in Pittsburgh? What? Why Why is every Pittsburgh my, wide receiver a piece of shit? My hometown, there's like a little bit of arsenic in the, a little bit of too high levels of arsenic in the in the waters. Maybe it's the same thing down there. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, there's a little bit too much uh, PCBs in the water here, so you're, you're fucked no matter where you go, buddy. But um, Deontay Johnson, this is like, this is JV football bullshit. It wasn't great. This is, like, this is I mean, that's, that's, what, it, that's what it reminded me of. 
it, it looked like a it looked like a JV football player disgruntled because he didn't get the call he wanted. It's like, dude, just come off the field. Just call for a sub then. If you don't want to play football, get off the fucking field. Well, you know what? Oh, okay. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. I was going to say, you know what happened to play before, right? You, you do. Yeah. I, I was thinking call as in he wasn't getting the ball that play. Oh, but, right, okay. right, right, right. Yeah, no. I got you. But no, so he, he didn't make the catch. And then it was li- the literally the next play, right? It was, yes, yes. And just, <laughs> and they, I can't remember who the announcer was that tried to defend it. Like, well, you know, like. He was like, we we don't know. Maybe they're taught to just sit, you know, sit there and uh, and uh, you know to kind of keep the keep the corner out of the play and and not, yeah, like, that's I was reading a uh, Pittsburgh Post Gazette article as well. It's just like you know we can't be certain that that the, he wasn't coached to just stand there on an off tackle play to his and, side. And Are just you kidding me? Like pet the defender's chest a little bit with like one one arm softly. That's it. That seems like all. Did he, he was even doing. touch him? I, I think I, I think didn't he think he like, even moved. I thought he like flailed at him, just like not like in aggression manner at all. Just like almost like he was drunk or something. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I'm just completely disinterested. I mean, just offensive to a football to a football guy. You know what I mean? Like, dude. Not only would he be on the bench, he would be off my team for that. Like you're just done. It, like give him yeah. you you have give him to the hold. little A B uh, Bruce Arians treatment. See, you, buddy, don't don't keep these pads on. Get in the locker room. Get out. Yeah, you have to hold people accountable for that kind of like doesn't block for his teammate bad enough, right? Because he's obviously sulking. He's pouting like a fucking child. And then there's a goddamn live football on the ground three feet from him, and he makes no effort to go get it. Fuck you, Deontay Johnson. You are the loser of the week. Actually. He said, quote, no, I didn't see it. I was just doing what I was doing, blocking or whatever. Oh, solid. Yeah. Uh, the video evidence revealed that was a lie because everyone can see you looking right at the fucking football and then looking away. <laughs> so, no. So No shot. Last week, Deontay Johnson got in a little scuffle with Minka Fitzpatrick, and uh, they asked him about that, too, at the same presser, and he goes, you guys are just making stuff up. He's like... <laughs> He's like, you, you guys are just like looking for a narrative. You media members, you know, you don't see what goes on every day inside the. Hundred percent true, Deontay. No, it is hundred percent true. true. But we we saw you fighting with a defensive leader, and uh, I like Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark went to Minka's. You know, he, he he supports Minka. He said that's a leader. That's a guy that wants to win. If you're scuffling with him, that that says a lot about you. And. I think that played, you know, not diving on a fumble says a lot about you too. So. Yeah, he is a arrow pointing down. He's a disgruntled employee. Let him let him go. Let him air some grievances. Yeah. And, uh, Why don't you let him uh, go find seek employment elsewhere? Because you're done with me. And that's the thing. Again, this is what I'm talking about with Mike Tomlin. I, I don't know if it's like that on his entire team, but he does not hold wide receivers accountable for shit. He uh, Chase Claypool, Antonio Brown. Fucking Juju Smith shows. I mean, at least they let him go. But like, it is an asshole factory in that wide receiver room. What the fuck is going on? George there? Pickens requested a trade, but hey, you know what? You know what? Did you hear what Mike Tomlin did? He invited him to Thanksgiving. They had Thanksgiving together. Look, I can appreciate that. Like, and, I th- and George Pickens, like Deontay you know? Johnson's what third, fourth year? Like, he should know better. Like, if George yeah, Pickens fourth, is being fifth, stupid in his second year, and it, I'm all for salvaging a guy too. Here's the thing, like. I I can appreciate giving guys second chances and thing things like that. I think Deontay was mad he didn't get invited to Thanksgiving. I mean, 
do you, do you think it's do you think it's like a good spread at, at Mike Tomlin's oh, house? Definitely. Like, is that, yeah, he's kicking it up. He's got the he's got I bet he has like the cashmere sweats on. Yeah, he's I would love to. Mike Tomlin, if you need if you need more company next year, I'm available. <laughs> uh nah, I probably have to work Thanksgiving next year. Who knows? Or I'll probably have COVID. I mean, that's two out of the last three years. That's what's happened. So um I don't know, man. As as a coach, maybe maybe you know he can't get rid of him, but he can put his ass on the bench, and then he can tell the GM like, "Dude, I'm I'm not playing him, so you might as well do something with him. Get me a six. You That's know. what the the Raiders just did with. Uh, good for the Raiders. They just did that with uh, Marcus Peters, and uh, they just got him. Which really? I, yeah, he's probably- dude, Marcus Peters is well, maybe not at this stage, but you know, in, at his peak, he was way better than Deontay Johnson. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, rumblings of going back to Baltimore, which I think would be interesting. That would be interesting. Um, actually that's a good, uh, that's a good segue right there. Cause I think, I think everybody knows how I feel about Deontay Johnson and, and, uh, good on you. You agree. He's a piece of shit. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't defend that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Marcus Peters to the Ravens, dude. The Ravens, if the if the playoffs started today, the Ravens are the one seed out of the AFC. Yeah, um, I saw it. I uh, it, that's true. And uh, I mean, five five weeks to go. Yeah, no, there's a lot of I time s- left. There's a lot of time left, but it's just, but but hey, this is what we do. We we analyze every week, right? And right now, the Ravens, hey, the proof is in the pudding. They're the best team in the AFC. It's a defense, you know? It um, really is. And that's nothing against Lamar. But no, that defense I, is just really, really good. And, I, and I, you know, looking back on it, I think a lot of people could misunderstand. But you and I have had the conversation. You know I like Lamar. Yeah. I was rooting for him to get the fully guaranteed Deshaun Watson or a little bit better than Deshaun Watson contract. I was. I hope everyone um, gets better than Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, right. Shit. Um, and I and I hope that football contracts become fully guaranteed. Like that might be yeah. a, a take that surprises a lot of people. But no, I I think if any sport's going to get fully guaranteed contracts, it should be football. But anyway, um, I don't believe in Lamar if he has to make the game winning throw. That being said, we are seeing an NFL where quarterbacks can make game winning plays, not necessarily with their arm. Can I push back on so, that a little bit? I'm not saying he's terrible. No, but no, no, but no. Go, but go ahead, make your case. So, I agree with you if he needs to throw <clears throat> a 50-yard fade, which you don't really need. I feel like that usually doesn't happen. Um, short to intermediate, I'm comfortable with him making a game-winning throw. Long ball, he just doesn't have the accuracy for me. He's too inconsistent. But if he's throwing a post, do I want other people maybe than Lamar? Yes, but I'm I'm confident in him to make that. Yeah, I don't know. I just think without the threat of his legs there, because like that's what I'm saying is like with his legs, he yeah. makes plays that literally not even Jalen Hurts can make. Yeah, he is just so elusive in the pocket, and then his threat to throw, which is still good. Yeah, I'm not saying it it's. Is. I'm just saying it's not elite where you like you want him to have to go 85 yards and score a touchdown yeah, like but man i mean these wide receivers are starting to to pick it up right when they needed to too with with Zay, mark andrews going down Zay, Zay flowers, flowers look good odell looks i mean odell looks not quite old odell but those he did slants, look good last those night. slants yeah. are old odell ish he caught he got one on a fade too uh didn't he uh, like it was like a, a deeper ball though, yeah Beckham. yeah yeah um but ba- they they Bateman. looked all right you know it's just like and again Maybe this is just the Ravens don't ask too much of Lamar with his arm. You know, like like if they if he did chuck it fifty times a game, yeah, he'd be getting the three hundred and fifty four hundred yards probably. 
but with two interceptions and probably a strip sack, right? But they don't ask too much of them. They're smart. So, man, you know what I would kind of like to see is, you know, and this is not as an Eagles fan. This is just a two guys that don't really throw for 300 yards a lot. I would love to see Hurts versus Jackson for the Super Bowl. Just two guys that are winners, make winning plays, don't necessarily do it with their arm. I mean, dude, that game against Buffalo was ugly for the Eagles offense. Two weeks in a row. Atrocious first halves for Jalen Hurts. And yeah. and Hurts is kind of the same way. He doesn't always protect the ball. You know, and is and, and it's frustrating sometimes to watch. But man, like that would be fun. I think uh I think the Harbaugh Super Bowl rematch would be fun. Um Niners, Niners. Ravens would be fun as well. Oh, you mean just because Harbaugh used to? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, the Super Bowl where the lights went out. Um, no, I would, I would, I'd like to see uh, Ravens and and uh, Niners too. Um, and I, it's I, again, I'm I'm still not quite there yet with Lamar, and I and I'm rooting for it. I do like him, I really do. I just, I just don't trust him yet, and I don't trust him to not get hurt and in yeah, the playoffs. It, you know, it makes sense and. Uh, I'm just going to echo what I said a few weeks ago. Like I, I have confidence in them, but I think I'm more likely to be wrong than I am. Right. But I just, I like, I liked the idea of just switching up the offense. I know you weren't a huge fan of it at the, at the time. And they were talking about like throwing it, like you were saying, like 40 times, like, you know, Lamar wanted to break like the passing record, but they haven't changed it as much as they, 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 they said haven't. they were going and to. Yeah. I, again, I think that's, partially due to injuries to the to the running back room they've they've had to rely a little bit more on uh lamar running which again is their best yeah but edwards is actually is still a big part of the running game and that's what i'm saying is the power running game is still there it's weird it's like it's spread out but they're still pulling guards they're still anthony freaking 300 pound fullback anthony or uh uh, what's pat Uh, what pat pat ricard is What's wrong with us? That's terrible. Yeah. Whatever, Ricard, but everyone knows who we're talking about, the monster fullback uh, who's ridiculously athletic for a yeah. man that size. But, um, uh, yeah, so, like, the power running game is still there. The the Lamar, the Lamar you know, option game is that, you know, just his his option to use yeah, his Yeah, Mitchell's legs not bad, there. but, like, you know, obviously Dobbins goes down. I think another running back went down because that's all ravens running back who's the, who, yeah but who's the rookie that mitchell came, mitchell yeah uh, what's his la- first name uh Kavion, is it? yeah 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 he, he had a, a couple of nice runs last yeah night. um so yeah the afc is really interesting it's uh from the two seed um what was it two seed chiefs is that is that right let me let me pull up the yeah, well, it changed four times in the matter of 24 hours, so yeah, I, uh, I, forgive I, us if we're... I was going to say, I'm going to excuse myself if I'm a little confused on the standings right now. Yeah, so from the two-seed Chiefs at 8-3, and three, there's a two-and-a-half game difference between 2 and 10. Damn, talk about parity. The Bills are the, are, would be the, you know, they are the 10-seed in the, the AFC Bills. right now. Yeah, you uh, um, give me a time machine six months ago and say that we're, uh, you know, November 28th now, and the Bills are... <laughs> Are going to be the ten seed? Wow! I mean, that's I'm telling you, that's like the best six and six team, you know. And it, you know, it it, it it's actually kind of it kind of is uh, it bears it out. Okay, point differential. Ravens are are plus one thirty seven. They have yep. the best in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Guess guess who's second best? The Bills one oh one really plus one oh one. Yeah, um, yeah, because they lost to the 
Pats by like a couple. But they then, lost to the Patriots, dude. But then, yeah. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, over in the NFC, it's uh, the, pl- plus one forty for the Forty ers and uh, plus one sixty two is the best point differential in the NFL. What's the Chargers? Cowboys. I'm sure the Chargers have a pretty decent one because mm. they just lose close games and then they have they beat up on. <laughs> Good point. At at four and seven, they're plus eleven. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, point you know, point differential is not everything, but it does kind of tell you a little bit yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um, interesting. So there you go. At eight and three, team that would be hosting a playoff game right now that we have not been high on. Jaguars are eight and three, but their point differential plus twenty nine. You wonder when things kind of you know start to find their level there, right? Minnesota last year? Questions anybody? I don't know. You the, know that that was the talk all last year. The Jaguars aren't getting it. They were. They were getting like they they stumbled out of the gates a little bit and like and everyone's like they the were best. the sexy pick early right yeah and then they stumbled out and everyone fell off on them um, and now they've just gotten extremely hot and everyone falls in love with them it's just like let's meet in the middle somewhere here they're gonna lose in the second round if they win a, if they win a playoff game yeah the Jaguars yeah um, and then the five seed in the AFC the Steelers they're minus twenty three <laughs> and I and I feel like that's accurate I. I hope the Broncos and the Texans both catch them. I like. I hope the Browns find a way in because of that defense. They just deserve it. Their defense does deserve it. It's going to be tough. Um, uh, but yeah, so the Browns are at the six. I mean uh, that that division, dude. That division. The AFC is just unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh, like it's crazy. It's over. It's pretty much over for the Bengals at five and six now. You know, like and yeah, again, with that's with a Browning, team. Yeah. That's a team with a good defense, right? And really, yeah. other than at quarterback, still a very good roster. Mm. And. Yep, not not even going to sniff the playoffs probably. Broncos are at nine, Texans are at eight though, both at six and five. The Colts would be in today, at, also at six and five. But uh, Gardner Minshew, man, gotta respect it. Yeah, I, no, I like it. Um, all right. Well, I think that's you know we that's plenty of analysis on the NFL for now. We'll we'll come back on Thursday to we definitely got to talk Eagles and 49ers coming up. That'll be a good one. Um, is that a primetime game here? I mean, Should be. One would hope. You know what? Let's let's. Uh, the primetime games lately have been pretty good. I. I um, yeah, true. I true. missed. I missed out on Thanksgiving as I always do. Um, I didn't catch a whole lot of Thanksgiving football either, actually. But the uh, you know the Friday game, eh? You know, Jets. Jets. Dude, I Dolphins, barely knew what was happening. Yeah, no. Friday at three p.m. Dude, what what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, I know that's that's like prime nap time if especially if yeah. you're a Black Friday shopper, right? Does anybody still do? No, like, it's, it's like, all virtual now. Right? Yeah. Right. And like, well, like, like places like Walmart start like ten days early. Yeah. Also it's true. Just right? like crazy. Yeah, the Black Friday sale for the next week. Yeah, for the we, month of November. It's like, no, I want, I want to trample somebody for yeah. flat screen. Dude, for, it, for Nintendo Wii. Tr- true story. When Black Friday was still a thing, Casey and I went. We didn't go like when the doors opened, but we we got there fairly early. This is when I was in the Marines. And there was an old lady looking at a crock pot for like thirteen bucks, and we needed one. And uh, and she's like, she's like looking at it and like hemming and hawing over it. And I was like, nope. So like, yeah, it's Darwinism so, right there. Yeah, you know, it was like exactly. It was like, 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 no, I'm, I made a decision. Sorry, sorry, lady. Um, so if you're out there, old lady, little old lady in Yuma, she was probably Canadian, honestly. Which makes it worse, right? Like she was probably just being polite, yeah. You know, like yeah. But I was an asshole. I am an asshole. So I don't know. 
So that's been the joke for years now. Casey's like, yeah, Tori beat up a little old lady on Black Friday. and got to do what you got to do. <laughs> it's a raffle. You were able to make buffalo chicken dip after, so it was all all as well. Exactly. well. I think that's exactly what we did, actually. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, on to the college football. I didn't, I didn't catch a whole lot of college football this weekend, but I did see a good bit of the Ohio State-Michigan game. And, man, um, just hard fought. Blake Corum didn't even break 100 yards, but it just like Michigan football, you know, yeah, it's been the narrative all year for Blake Horm. They haven't really relied on him too much, but he has like 21 touchdowns or something. Uh, or is it 22? Did he it just might break be the 22. school record? Yeah. Uh, um, over 20, know that. And it's just, yeah, it's like 88 yards on 21 carries, yeah. like right at four. Um, hasn't really racked up the numbers, and neither is like J.J. McCarthy did for a little bit, but these last few weeks he hasn't. But, that man. De- that defense is good, though. That defense is very good. And that's not to take away from what J.J. McCarthy did or Blake Horm did, but... Um, especially J.J. McCarthy, that he was fantastic. His his stat line, I think, was 16 to 20. Like, it, it doesn't jump out on the page at you at all. Like, under 150, I believe. Um, one touchdown, but every throw he needed to make, he made, changed the arm angles, kind of manipulated the defense. I, he got a he got a defensive lineman to jump up, and then he, he fl- flung it, uh, you know, sidearm, and just every play... He wasn't healthy going into this game. He looked healthy this game. Like prior games, he wasn't healthy, wasn't running. Big part of his game, obviously. Uh, I can recall that scramble for a first down when they needed it bad. It just, he played really, really well. Um, does, uh, does Ryan Day owe Lou Holtz an apology? Because they lost a physical, just a, you know, just a nasty physical football game. And that was that was kind of the knock that Lou Holtz had on Ohio State. Like, I, I'm laughing, but honestly, is it kind of, is that kind of the knock on Ohio State? I don't, I don't think it is. I think it's just that Michigan team is just that good. Um, I mean, yeah, to be fair, it's two losing to three, right? Like, it's like, you know, by a touchdown. Yeah, so. and, and Michigan was favored. Let's not, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't Ann Arbor, um, man, but that, you know, your question holds weight with that last drive that Michigan had. They got the ball with 8.05 and they, they proceeded to take it down to a minute. They only got a field goal out of it, but they did what they needed to do. Forced Ohio State to take all their timeouts. They were up four, kicked a field goal, up seven. 14 plays. It went, it went pass, run, pass, run, run, run pass and then by that sequence it was down to two minutes and then they just they went run 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 forced the timeouts and then uh you know mccord couldn't get it done Uh, i wasn't high on mccord but i don't think that last drive was necessarily his fault that last interception wasn't his fault he was facing pressure stepped up he got them downfield i got he got got him to about the 40 or so faced some pressure stepped up two two different passes to harrison yeah like that yeah, Mich- Michigan gave up some ground. I mean, they were right there. I mean, what was that that interception happened that uh, you know they were throwing from about the forty? Yeah, it was about the forty. Like, and uh, honestly, like I don't think it's getting talked talked about enough. That was a great catch. Like you see defenders drop that all the time, surviving the ground. When I saw it in in real time, I was like, you know, everyone's celebrating. Obviously, I'm like, are we sure that's an interception? Yeah, right. You right. know, and it it was. No, yeah, they, no tra- doubt they about trap it. that one all the time. Yeah. Um, but man, I think it like take that drive away. McCord w- was the difference. I he just he's not 
like a Ohio State quarterback. He's not like a he's not going to lead you to the playoffs. And I think he showed that um, on Saturday, unfortunately. And I think uh, some Buckeye fans would agree with me. I would think. Um, I mean, his numbers weren't bad, right? Let's see. He went 18 for 30, 271, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, again, we're saying the last one's not his fault. So not a bad line, but it's. I think it's a little bit of not stat padding, but they're, they're kind of empty well, no, numbers. But he, has, he has quite a cast around him. Yeah, right? I mean, you, you look at Marvin Harrison's the best weapon in, in the nation, right? Five catches, 118 yards, touchdown. So you take that away. He's 13 to 23, 153 and two interceptions. I mean, I, I think it's a little oversimplifying. Like you can't just like take away his number one receiver, but I get what you're saying. It, um, but like watching the game, I mean that Ohio like people are calling for Ryan Day's job, and I think that's well, I, I want to I, I ask you about that in a second, but let's just because that's obviously a big topic too. But um when it comes to McCord, I don't know, man. Like I feel like I see what you're saying, and I do think that the stats probably get a little bit inflated. He's obviously not on the level of an Abuka and Marvin Harrison and, um, you know, and even the running game that he has, right? Like, it's a very talented offense at Ohio State. Um, and, yeah, so he can do enough. But I guess, like, you know, he is kind of more of a game manager, right? And then just counts on his wide receivers to make bigger plays. Um I don't know. I, I just think it's I think it's just going overboard a little bit to take away Harrison's catches, catches and yards. You no, know what I, I, mean? I get like, what you're saying, but when you look at like both of his touchdowns too, they're almost like glorified run plays, really. The the catch to Abuka was uh motioning him out left to right near the goal line and it was just it it's basically an extension of a stretch stretch run because he's he's already going and then they he throws it at the line of scrimmage and then he runs in. Um Marvin Harrison had five yards of separation from, uh, I think, McCord threw it from the 14. Marvin Harrison catches it at the 11. There's not a defender within five yards of him, goes in untouched. You know, like, and these are, this is why I'm talking about Ryan Day. It's like, Ryan Day is the play caller. He's making these plays. I think he understood what he had in Kyle McCord because, like, I mean, yes, he has all these weapons, but. I mean, look at what C.J. Stroud did last year. I mean, he was explosive, right? He almost won the Heisman. Um, look what he did against Georgia, right? Like, Ryan Day isn't the problem. He, you know, he can call an offense. I think he understood that McCord was a little limited, and, uh, you know, that just shows itself against great teams. I do wish we had uh, Parker on because, I, I mean, there's a lot of people, yeah, I mean, they're calling for Ryan Day's job. Like, I mean, just think about this for a second. He's, we talk about being too easy to get fired right like carolina and everything yeah he's 54 and one against anybody that's not michigan yeah and not in the playoffs yeah yeah um and then but yeah lost three three in a row against michigan and so we're talking so we're talking about his job i mean that that's crazy to me that's college football man that's like that's ohio state that's tuscaloosa that's probably LSU, Michigan. There's like five or six jobs that you sign up for, and that's the thing. Texas, I mean, Texas back in the day, now they kind of accept it, unfortunately, I feel like. But do you, but I mean, well, I mean, you already said you think it needs to stop, but like for me, it's just like, are you really going to find somebody better? I think it like, just, uh, you know, a, a lot of the narratives I hear, I hear from Parker, I hear, I see it on Twitter is uh, born on third base is, is what they're going with right now based off what the program was 
you know, went, once Urban left and, and Ryan Day had it and, uh, you know, or took it over. And um, I don't see, I don't buy, is, is that Parker's narrative? Cause I, so I'll argue with Parker, even though he's not here. But. Uh, he, he's, he's upset right now. He's very upset. He's, uh, he, he's speaking out of hurt. Yeah. I, I, um, I've, I've seen this three years in a row now, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, he needs to talk through it. I'm going to, I'm going to let him do that. It's probably best that he's not on. Um, <laughs> I kind of want him on right now, though. <laughs> like just saying, <laughs> but, uh, there are definitely some people that really, really think that for sure. Um, um I just, I can't buy that because I mean, we, we see how quickly things can change in college football. I mean, even for like, I mean, look at Alabama with a down year. Like, I mean, should have lost the game at Auburn. I don't know, and especially with the transfer portal and everything like that. I don't. I'm not sure. I buy the born on third base thing. Like, yeah, great. You're in the Ohio State program. Of course, you have a leg up on everybody. But I think it just adds that how, how many how interim many, coach. You know, I think that really. I know, but how many guys? You know, like after the guy leaves, you know, the guy. You know, the, like like when Nick Saban leaves, are we are we do we really think Alabama is still going to be Bama? Right. You know. What, you know what I mean. So how can you follow in those footsteps? That's what I mean. And Ryan Day, you got you got to give some credit for maintaining the the level of success, and and almost exceeding the level of success by some metrics, right? Um, but uh, obviously, Columbus would disagree with you right I know, now, bro. I know, I know, but but. At the end of the day, winning a lot of games and being in the college football playoff year after year, it's just like, are you really going to fire the guy that's been able to, like, to mentally handle the strain of that? Like, there's well, I mean, Jim Harbaugh was right on the other end of it. He was he was on the hot seat because he couldn't beat Ohio State, you know. And right. then now here we are, three years in a row. I don't know, man. I get you know. I guess we'll see. I just, but I'm, I'm with you. I, I think I think everybody needs to chill with that. And then, like, yeah, if Ryan Day goes through like a three loss season and another loss to Michigan, then maybe we can talk about it. But I don't know. Um, so I mentioned Bama and Auburn. I didn't catch this. I just saw. I saw how it ended. Um, I'm not happy about it because I just I tend to root because you hate fun. It's like no, no, like I mean, come on. What would you rather see? Would you rather see Auburn win that way or Alabama? This that is kind of my point. Oh yeah, so, no. I mean, I'd rather see the kick six part two for sure. But um, no, no, no. And I don't want to like take credit away. Like, good job Alabama. But it's also like, yeah, the underdog the would have been cooler. That's but all, like, yeah. But I mean, you got to appreciate that play. It's just an you know, from an offensive standpoint, fourth and goal from the thirty-one. I've never seen that. In a situation where, you know, let alone in a situation where the game's on the line, just I haven't seen that in the second quarter. You know what I mean? Right. Um, no, I mean, the closest thing is Freddie Mitchell, fourth and 26 for the Eagles. I can't I can't think of a longer fourth down play conversion. Um, no, I, I, I can't think of one. Especially goal to go. And goal to go. Fourth and goal from the third, from a Which third of the way away from the you know the end zone which i mean part of the frustration for me is just like it's a it's a borderline hail mary situation and you and you had single coverage you know what i mean and you even have the sideline and the end line as like kind of defenders to help you and you still give it up jesus you well know i what think I, mean? I think that's probably part of the problem right is you start to get down there and you're obviously the defender's not looking he's not looking at the guy when he's towing the back line he's looking at the ball and they continue to, you know, trend that way. You're like, oh, he's going to run out of space because you don't know where you are on the field. Yeah. You know, you're. I don't know. 
Maybe they do, but I feel like you're you continue to go and the play is just taking longer and longer. It's like this dude's gonna there's there's no way he's still inbounds, you know? Right. Uh, um just devastating if <laughs> you're oh. Auburn. I mean, like that's that is brutal. Um you know, g- give credit where it's due though. I mean, like like Alabama, you know, it's easy to just pack it in and think you're like, yeah, it's over and And give credit to Milro too for not only the throw, but just stay in there. Like he was in there for a while. He had to think about that. You yeah. know, it's it's not like a I'm getting pressure, I'm just gonna throw it and and chuck it up. He was thinking about it, it was calculated. That has to be in your head a little bit. Like, all right, let's get going, let's get going. Shit, I guess I gotta do it, you know? I mean, it's kinda like I mean it, like I mean Jalen Hurts on the uh the touchdown to Zacchaeus. Yeah, right? no, yeah, um, it's, it's a good comparison. I mean it's, I mean it was just crazy because like it was like there's no way like this isn't like it looked like another throwaway was coming right like he's gonna mm. throw this ball away They're like oh my god he just uncorked it holy shit touchdown yeah and then you know the lead up to to this moment uh auburn had it in the bag or not quite in the bag but they were on their way to victory uh before the fourth and 31 and you know they're about to get the ball back and then they muff a punt and and they give bama a, tra- a, a chance and it was really interesting uh their their regular punt returner got hurt on the play before the punt banged up his shoulder so they had to bring in the backup punt returner mm. who has he's fielded seven punts this year none in that none on saturday and then uh i don't know if he tripped over himself as he was falling down it ball fell he called for a fair catch started to fall down and the the ball just uh he, it almost looked like he was down he it's not like it popped right out he was going down and it sort of popped out um Got a feel for that guy. Painful. Just got a feel for that guy. Of, the kind of stuff they're going to be talking about 30 years from now. Yeah, like but. he's going to move. Like he really does. Yeah. His family's going to move. Bummer. College football, baby. Um, Rivalry week. That's what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, Changing families' lives for good or worse. For <laughs> <laughs> put it, Yeah, for, for sale signs on coaches' lawns everywhere. Chris yeah. Davis could, uh, you know, he could. You know, kick six. He could do whatever he wants. That's know? true. Yeah, he can, he can kill. He a could guy. run for mayor. Yeah, he yeah, could. He could commit murder. Uh, that's healthy. <laughs> Speaking of uh, healthy behavior, and I, I put this on the Florida State coaching staff. I I I'm, I don't think this is a good look. The guys going on and uh, ripping up the the turf at Florida. I don't think it really matters. I think Florida has the the money to replace it, but it's a. Uh, I don't know. It's just like, is it, is it, is it kind of in the same vein as like Baker Mayfield? You know what it is? It, it's not the same thing. Cause Baker Mayfield going out and planting the flag before the game is just like a fuck, like a fuck you before the game is a lot different than a fuck you after the game when you won. You know what I he mean? He did it after. Did he do it before as well? Oh, I thought it was, no, it was after it was after the game. Oh uh, yeah. It, I think, I think it's shitty after the game. It is be, shitty. Be it cool is, after the game. Well, it's extra shitty in the Baker situation on the logo midfield, I think. How's that more shitty than ripping up their logo? <laughs> That's what they were doing. They were cutting the, they were cutting the Florida they're, logo they're, out. Oh, it was the Florida. I thought it was just a part of the end zone. Okay. Right? Am oh, I wrong? You're, no, you're, you might be right. Okay, that's that's pretty bad, too. Um, I'm going to look it up. Hang on. You know, but what I said uh, to Parker when he was sulking that loss uh, to uh, Baker Mayfield in the, in the Sooners in 2018, whenever it was, um, I'll say it here again. Win. <laughs> you know, like that's, you don't want them to do that. Win. You're right. It was the end zone. 
I apologize. Okay. So yeah, that's that's less egregious, I think, in its own right. Um, but anyway, is that a, is that even that big of a deal then? Yeah, like the, the midfield logo is like beat beat the team that just lost its starting quarterback. I'm sorry, you know. Oh, oh yeah, Jordan to, Travis to out Florida. of the game. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. You know, yeah. Um, no, no, no. I, I this is more of a general thing. Um, no, if they took a piece of the end zone, like I almost feel like that's more of a sou- souvenir. Yeah, I think if that's you take a piece of their logo at midfield, it's blatant yeah, that's, disrespect. That's you're a douchebag. Um, so you're right, ba- the Baker situation. And I, I could have sworn the Baker thing was pregame, but um, I'm old. It might have been. It might have been. And I'll look that one up too because now right. I'm now I'm interested. Yeah, I'm curious now. But um, yeah, the, uh, the you saw the cop come over and be like, "Hey, you can't do that." To the to the yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, do, if buddy? it's the end zone, I feel like that's not much different than cutting down the net. At, yeah, final like, four. Yeah, Florida like can fucking NCAA. afford it. Fuck yeah. you, whatever. Yeah, they they don't they barely pay any of their players anyway. So, <sighs> um, I mean, after his Sooners beat Bosa's bucket. Okay, so it was after the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think that's a dick move at the end of the game. Oh yeah, I Be- agree. Before the game to fire everybody up, I'm all for it. Yeah, and just start a f- brawl before the game. Let's yeah. let's get to it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, jumping on the logo like, I'm, yeah. like I mean you got that would back start it up. a brawl. If they did that before the game, there would be a brawl I at mean, midfield. I mean, it's a bad look when you're Colorado and you're scuffing up the team's end zone and then you get fucking mollywogged. But yeah, and also <laughs> like you you say everyone disrespects you and then and then you just yeah I didn't like that move. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of Colorado, like what the fuck is going on there? Um, so Dion, I'm gonna read this quote here. Um, Dion went in hard on NCAA recruiting <laughs> and, then, um, and then proceeded to lose a few more uh, recruits. Uh, how, I don't know how many decommits it's, he's at now, but he lost three this week. Um, so uh, last week after, so he lost receiver Winston Watkins Jr. because uh, he reopened his recruitment. So in response to that, this is what Sanders said. So a kid ain't even faithful to his girlfriend. You think he's going to be faithful to a school? Come on, man. That's an emotional thing. Um, that's per the athletics, David Ubbin. So uh, he continues, what I, whoops, what I wish the NCAA would do, if you're committed somewhere, you can't go on any other visits, he continued. If you're committed, that means you're committed. You can't go on no other visits. Why would you be committed, but you're still letting kids go on other visits? That means you're just playing. Like, I, I'm sorry, like, I still think Dion's going to be okay unless I start seeing a lot of decommits um, uh, from linemen. I think I saw one center might have decommitted as well. I don't know how many decommits he's had. That being said, uh, I'm sorry, man, but if kids want to make a decision about their future uh, up until the last minute, I, again, once you commit to a program, I like. I actually like the NCAA saying you can't tra- you just can't transfer every fucking year. Like, no. Like, make a decision, but – if you're not even a college freshman yet and you and you're indis- a little bit indecisive or new information presents itself and you change your mind like yeah i don't i don't have a i don't have a problem with it i i do get what Dion's saying it's just like don't commit to me then no it's like i mean whatever semantics change the fucking word then like I am soft, like I am, yeah, it's yeah a, soft I'm a commit. soft commit yeah. or, or, uh, you know, my preliminary commit, like whatever you want to say, but if it's not a done deal, it's not a done deal. I don't but know. But I think like, that's where Dion, I think Dion is huge on, um, you know, on those core values of 
being all in and he you know talking about being slighted he feels like he's slighted when you're oh you're you're investing yourself Dude, in, in this program and then oh now you're going to lincoln riley's place you know i think he Dude, I think he i think he takes it what, personally okay if 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 you're Deion Sanders and you're in my living room recruiting me, you don't know a fucking thing about me except my game tape. Basically, what the fuck do I owe you? I don't. He doesn't owe Deion anything. None no, of these recruits I, owe Deion. No, anything. I 100% agree with you. And I think where Deion is just getting hung up on that is okay. Don't commit to me then. No, it's. I think it's a semantics thing. Just stop calling it a commitment. Stop. Like just like fair enough. Like just say Colorado is the front runner right now, and because that's the reality, right? And these guys should be able to change their mind until the last minute. Like, I'm yeah, sorry, no, nobody's forcing them to commit. As a college coach, would it be awesome if you could if you could make your plans? Sure, but you know what? They're getting paid a lot to figure it out. I don't care. Like, I, I don't really. I got I, you. I don't have a lot of sympathy for Dion on this one. I kind of buried the lead because he lost after after this comment. He lost a four star quarterback, a three star quarterback, and I think a three star running back. All decommitted. Um, you know, we don't know for sure that it's as a result of these comments, but it was post those comments. So. I don't think Dion's losing sleep over the over the three stars. No, and I I still think Colorado's going to be okay as long, especially because he's st- he's got the skill players. Um, if he if he actually builds thing on the line, you know, you said to me like, well, Warren Sapp's going to be a D line coach. Like, yeah, I'm not really. I don't know. I don't know if Warren Sapp's a good coach. It's like he could be. You know, I, I use this example with you, but it's like if, if would Mike Tyson be a good boxing coach? I don't know. Do, do like, we do we know if Dion's a good coach? <laughs> that's a fair question. You know, like and that's where I think I think Dion's a real like, you know, top of the notch recruiter. Like schematically, is he the best coach? Maybe not. But no, we've had criticisms of, of his game plans, right? Like now will he learn and is he that um is he that guy that will? And this adapt? isn't this isn't because he's four and whatever Colorado finished. I'm just saying, I think this has been the knock on him from the start. Is nobody expected him to get the recruits that he got at Colorado this year, but like at Jackson State, there were close games and there shouldn't have been because you talk you want to talk about a talent discrepancy. He was you know he had his kids playing for him and he had Travis Hunter and. You know, there were close games, and it's just like they should be winning by a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of why he didn't get maybe a big-time job um, right out of the gate. But I think if you can acquire that much talent, I think that's why college is perfect for him. He's a perfect recruiter. He can he can acquire all that talent. He can get a guy like Warren Sapp to come in and acquire all the defensive line talent. Cool, sweet, let's do that. And then maybe you have an assistant that's maybe more of a – schematics guy and i don't know he's probably too prideful for that but um i feel like that would be the best like kind yeah, of like I, Ed, I Ed origin for uh for lsu when they won like he was like a recruiter he was like the face but he was he was the head coach but oh, oh yeah oh well i think ozron was a good like line guy too yeah but um but a lot of line coaches don't end up making good head coaches it's just right you know like i mean i, I don't want to say like all the time but um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the last like offensive line coach that ended up like being a good head coach, right? Especially yeah, Coach Bro- O, like the goaded uh, interim head coach too. Um, maybe maybe the Panthers look at him. <laughs> Man, where the hell is Coach O these days? Uh, Enjoying his buyout, he right. said, uh, "How much are you gonna pay me to uh, to not 
to not coach and where's the door? Okay. You know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's just a philosophical thing, right? When it comes to Dion, it's like, um, it's kind of funny. I feel like he's actually being more old school than me about it. Um, but I just like, when it comes to the college commit thing, like, like, and, and maybe it hurts Dion because maybe he actually really does care about these kids and a lot of, and we know a lot of these coaches don't give a shit about them. Right. And maybe Dion actually does. And maybe that's part of the problem for him. And maybe, maybe that's why he takes it personally. Who knows, man? There's a lot of different. He does talk but, a lot about, you know, the players like as humans and stuff. In his yeah. Pressers, and so, so maybe that's, it, it, you know, and, and, and he is big on values. And so I can appreciate all of that. I just, I guess like, I just don't know if it was, you know what? No, like if Dion wants to stand up for something, and if he really means it, then I stand with him. It's just like there is, there's always reason to like wonder, okay, is it just sour grapes? Is it ulterior motives? Yeah. It, I mean, it, I mean, it looks bad right now. Like if he were nine and three and he had a bunch of decommits, would we look at it the same way? Maybe not quite, right? Yeah. But because kids are decommitting and now... And I'm, not, I'm personally not worried about the decommits. I think there's going to be a ton of kids that want to be like, yeah, I want to play for Coach Prime. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's still going to happen. And, 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 I, and I again, I think you bring up a good point. Like, you know, you're bringing in Warren Sapp. So the two, you know, I don't think Dion's dumb. I don't think he's a dumb football guy. He might not have the whole picture. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, um, not, I'm not trying to, to pick Tim. No, as, no, no. Yeah. But, but I have whatever we both know corners and D linemen are usually the two dumbest positions on the team. They're usually, you know, they know they might know football, but they're just corner is a natural ability position. D tackle is a natural ability position. Yeah. And like, can Warren Sapp explain all the shit that he, that he did? You know what I mean? Just again, could can Mike Tyson explain why he was so fucking good? No, that's a good why, question. You know what I mean? Like no, it's valid. Um, I, Again, you know, this is why backup quarterbacks make good coaches because they weren't good players. They had to figure out shit to survive in the league, right? So, I don't know. That's kind of my point. But, uh, all right. As always, we end on a kind of positive note as we head into the final segment of our show. Holidays in history. I mean, I miss this more than anything, man. Yeah, this um, is, you know. This is, what it, this is what it's all about. We show we're well-rounded. We celebrate every day. Especially in these uh, dark and depressing, dreary days of fucking November and early December, which I don't enjoy at so all. So gross. Um, the most fitting acronym ever, Seasonal Effective Depression. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, but we got to celebrate every day, Mike. It's, and we got to give ourselves a, a reason to look forward to every day. So tomorrow, okay, today, because it's 1243 a.m. Uh, so today is giving Tuesday. And so I'm going to give you the opportunity to explain. Yeah. Just a chance to, uh, you know, give back a little bit, whether that be some community service or, you know, charity or, you know, something like that. Uh, I think it's kind of a somewhat well-known Thanksgiving has like so many around it. It's just like, it's, it's kind like of a an string offshoot of, of Thanksgiving. It's just, right? it's just a string of days, right? It's like Thanksgiving, black Friday, small business Saturday. I don't know if Sunday was anything. But, uh, you know, here we are now Tuesday. It just seems like it's just like a bang, 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 bang. And, you know, now we're in the holiday a, season. As you say, you're, you're kicking off the holiday season yeah. is what it is, right? Yeah. And, man, I, joking aside, um, shelters, like, around here, like, they or, or not, uh, you know, like, the food cupboards, like, they need supplies. Like, yeah. Um, 
one article we just published in the banners that like I mean they just need money because and it's tough for people to donate money. It's tough for me to donate money because I'm like, well, what the fuck are you gonna do with it? But one of the things is is they they can get it at wholesale prices. So it's good if you donate food and you can feel good about that and also feel good about like, well, they're not gonna do anything bad with it. Right. You know? Um it's a little bit tougher to part with cash, right? Yeah. But they can actually do more good with the cash if you find a place that you trust. So, so you know, food for thought. I, I guess pun intended. I don't know. Um, speaking and, of food. Yep, speaking of food, National French Toast Day is today as well. I haven't had French toast in a long time, man. But um, I haven't either, actually. So are you French toast, waffles, or pancakes? Or is there or is there another option? Crepes, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Canada soon. Um probably French toast. I haven't had a waffle in years and years and years. I love waffles, but I I never think of waffles. I, I like I like a waffle like with not quite burned, like you do it just right, just like a marshmallow, right? Like with a little bit of crisp. I kinda like the crispy to the to the waffle and then it's soft on the inside. So I think I think waffle is actually my favorite, but I, I am a big fan of French toast as well. Pancakes are very basic. They're ba- I was just gonna say pancakes are really basic. They're they're more uh, they're a little more versatile. Yeah, kind of add anything to them, I guess. But they're, you know, they're a running back that's gonna give you you know twelve carries and forty nine yards, but also like six targets out of the backfield. Yeah, I'll probably catch. Four. That's that's pancakes, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, wow, quite an analogy. But uh, I think I told you about this place in Vegas. It was uh was uh, uh original original pancake house in Vegas. The guy with with Mike Mike Dicka. He looked like Mike Dicka was okay. uh, was the was the manager. Um, I wonder if that guy's still there. I don't know. Casey and I already like have made up our minds. We're not going back to Vegas ever. We have too many other places to see. We don't need to go back to Vegas. Um, but yeah, they had a waffle with like apple on it, and there was some sauce. That they put on it, and I just I really miss that waffle. So shout out original pancake house in Vegas. Was it Las like Vegas. a thick sauce? Like what kind of? Um, it, well, it was yeah, it was like red, and it had just like it was like a just like an apple syrup. Okay. Um, and it was probably terrible for you, but it was nice really and good. Gooey. Yeah. yeah, you know, with with also the sugary candied apples on top. Warm was, sauce, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah like warm yeah. warm syrup, like special just for that waffle. Yep. And yeah, I just miss it. You know what I mean? I mean, honestly, if there's one thing I miss about Vegas, it's all the food options. It was, there were there were good good food options. Yeah. Um. All right, more food. All right, November 29. I think this is actually a good date for it. Um. Uh, so when the Wednesday after Thanksgiving is throw out your leftovers day. See, I, like, it seems a little bit too far for me. I think. Like what's the, what's the threshold on leftovers yeah, for you? I I think Monday lunch is when you have to cut it off. If you if you don't have it all done by then, because I'm. I'm a heathen. I'll go a week. I'll go. I'll go. So Wednesday is actually perfect for me. All right. Well, yeah. I guess you fall right in line. I, I, I'm eating a sandwich. That that's what I'm eating for dinner, right? Because I eat a my, my Thanksgiving dinners early. It's at one or two, whatever it may be. And then by five or six, I'm eating you know a sandwich or two sandwiches. I'm putting a good dent in that Thanksgiving leftovers right there. Not a good dent, but I'm I'm doing my yeah, part. Yeah. No, I, I I think for me it's like. You know, for a few days, I'm sick of the Thanksgiving food, and then then it starts looking good again. You know, so I'll come okay. back to it. You know what I mean? Like, you put it on the back burner. Yeah, that's all. You know, um, I can respect that. And I'm sure, um, you know, I'm sure the CDC 
uh, would probably not be happy with me saying I'm eating food a week later. But, yeah, uh, they read. I read the description. It's like, yeah, you know, it can become toxic. It's like, it's, well, you know, uh, my body's kind of toxic too. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So I'm, I'm sorry, CDC. I'm going to be patient zero over here. I'm like, you know, come looking for me when the next super virus. I don't know. Um, also, November 29 is Choose Women Wednesday, and it's basically just about, you know. I think I think every day can be you know you know choose women day you know like it, we're still in a place where we should stick up for women every day but that's what choose choose women Wednesday is about so uh, like you said we have small business Saturday and we have Cyber Monday and then uh, oh and, Cyber Monday that's what I forgot like, oh yeah yeah um, which also is like a week long thing now so yeah. whatever um, it's re- called the Amazon so yeah real re- pretty easy to forget. Um, but yeah, so choose women Wednesday though. Uh, it, it, you know, it's about supporting women and basically, you know, all endeavors. But you know, I th- you know, I think business is kind of one of the things that they're that they're talking about there. And uh, you know, I think we've been pretty pro. Not to not to pat myself on the back here or anything, but I think we've been pretty pro women on the show. We need, yeah, I think I mean, you, we definitely need, been championing that cause. We and, uh, we we need a lady. I think it's appreciated. We need a lady guest for sure. We do. Um, so you know, we're gonna work. We're on open. That. We're open. Um, I know. Discussion. Exactly. Hit us up, ladies. If you know, if you can like, if you can hang talking sports, you know what I mean. Then you're a candidate. You know what I mean. Um, obviously, we would we would appreciate a woman that would run circles around us when it comes to sports. Um, but I don't know. You know, I, I, I just, like where do, where do we find them? You know what I mean. Like it was. Just, I don't know. Bowling alleys. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, do we? I'm trying to think. Like, do we know anybody that just like 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 a, like a diamond in the rough some woman that just like isn't showing off all her sports knowledge but she actually knows a shitload i don't know you know who is showing off more of her sports knowledge than maybe she should be is carissa thompson is it? Ooh, yeah tough that was that was a defeat for i mean yeah i just for felt like journalism everywhere yeah. right like i mean like not just females i i think it hurt female journalists because a lot of the you know, a lot of the sideline reporters are women, you know what I mean? And I mean, it just kind of hurt for that job period because, because yeah. I don't, because yeah. honestly, yeah, it, well, and it hurt me as a journalist period, but you know, like it's like also just like, do you, does any, does anybody really care about the sideline report anyway? Which, which is sad, you know what right. I mean? But it's like, but like literally the only attention it got is because she fucked up. Yeah. Which is kind of mm. what being a journalist is anyway. Nobody that's cares true. until you fuck up. We we are the offensive line of the world. I feel like that's what journalism is. Um it's kind of like what I used to say about being an air winger in the Marine Corps too. Like nobody gives a fuck about you until you make a mistake. So Yeah. Like you're not you're you're like like the recon boys and everything, they're the quarterbacks and the ball carriers right. and the pretty boys, you know. They're getting I mean? the movies made of them. Um rightfully so though cuz they're yeah. way, they're way cooler than me. Like I, I don't think quarterbacks are necessarily cooler than offensive linemen. So maybe that, but recon guys are definitely cooler than air wing. Sorry, all my air wing brethren, but it's just it's true. All right, where are we at? All right, we got five minutes to get through the last. Oh, sorry, I got one more on November 29th. And man, honestly, man, I probably should have just skipped this, but I, I'm gonna say it. it's International Day of Solidarity with Palestine, and it also uh, turns out in 1947 that's when the UN voted to partition uh, uh, for a partition of uh, Palestine as well. Like, I don't want to get too deep into this. I just like I don't understand the picking sides. War sucks. Little, you know, children being murdered on both sides sucks. 
it is a complex geopolitical situation that I cannot get into all of the details of. And that is partially because I don't understand all of the details of it. Let me just say this. Hamas is, Hamas is a terrorist organization. It does not speak for Palestine. So I'm cool with International Day of Solidarity with Palestine as long as that's not being anti-Israel. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it, It's a, compli- a complicated situation. And I'm just... I'm just tired of polarization and picking sides in general. You know what I mean? Um, I hear you. So, yeah, Hamas does not speak for Palestine. Hamas, assholes, Palestine, you know, some of them are harboring a terrorist organization. Most are just trying to live their fucking life, and that's a lesson that I learned in Afghanistan too, you know? So most people are just people and just trying to feed their fucking family. So anyway, um, 1942. Coffee rationing begins in the U.S. as a result of World War II. Um, this would not work. Um, this is not a feasible current plan. current day. The the sleuths that we have out in the in society, this <laughs> just would not work. We uh we just can't. I don't I don't think we're capable of sacrifice at the level that oh, that no. Americans were during World War oh, II. No way, no way. They are the greatest generation for a reason, right? Um. Man, yeah, with life without coffee. You know, no got- Starbucks for me. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I need my mocha frappuccino. I can't get my pumpkin spice latte. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. New, Star- new Starbucks coming to town. Nice. I'll still go to the coffee shop though. Yeah, me too. Um. Okay. Uh. All right. Last day. It's celebrate Shelter Pets Day, and. Uh, it's basically something about shelter pets every week, and I have no problem with that at all, but we don't really need to get into it. It's National Mason Jar Day. Do you have anything about that? Because we're, we're up against it. Three, three drinks in my mason jar, sweet tea, iced coffee, or some sort of a mixed drink. I don't want it in a mason jar if it's not one of those three things. Lemonade? I guess lemonade. I, I iced, go, tea, iced tea iced lemonade. lemonade. Kinda, yeah, 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 fair yeah. enough. All right. Um, National Personal Space Day. I think we can all appreciate that. That is on Wednesday. If you excuse me, that is on Thursday. If you want to celebrate, uh, personal space is great. Nineteen, excuse me, eighteen seventy six was the first Thanksgiving Day game. Um, Princeton defeated Yale two to zero. Um, it basically looked more like a, a rugby game. Um, and I want to get. I want to give a minute to this though. Um, Ken Jennings, the goat of Jeopardy. Uh, who is now the host of Jeopardy and doing a very good job, by the way. Like, like to honor Alex Trebek's memory, he deserves a lot of credit. He does a very good job of it. He always pays homage to Alex, and I really like that. Um, but he's just a good host. Like Maya and B. Alex, she was okay, but she just she didn't have the chemistry. You know what I mean? Sure. She didn't have it. Yeah. You know, Ken Jennings is really fucking he's good. Got the it factor. Um, you know what I mean? But yeah, in 2004, his 74 game win streak on Jeopardy ended. 74 fucking games, man. Damn dynasty. Uh, One man yeah. dynasty. Uh, he deserves, you know, he deserves to be the host just based on that. He's the goat. Um, and uh, you know, my wife and I love Jeopardy, and we um, we're like a month behind, but we record them on YouTube. And, Who was uh, the uh, most recent long? Jeopardy. I think that was. Um, um, it was like three or four years ago, right? No, no. There was a. There was a pretty long. There's been a couple of long streaks. Matea Roach. She was so annoying. Um, or they. Excuse me. Matea w- was they. Um, was very annoying. Um, and 